Hey now. Hey now. You have a good weekend, jerk. Uh, we'll see how this Vikings Broncos game factors. Uh, what about the podcast? That too. What what's that? All right. Can we scratch Vas- Vlasic for the rest of the season? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Dude, it's never gonna get old. I don't think. Never, dude. We we found the song for the end of time, <laughs> or at least the remix. We certainly hear it at every game. Anyway, show one ninety eight. Jesus, Christ. dude, two away from two hundred. Good luck, yeah, man. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pucknologist. Your only completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. Wrapping up the week. In Sharks Hockey, part of Teal Town, USA. What up, Johnny Moe? What up, Juan? We see you in the chat. Remember, you can help us stay commercial-free by using that Super Chat option during the live shows. Better yet, support us using Venmo. You can find us at Teal Town, USA. Shout out to the folks over the last week who uh, sent some donations using Venmo. Appreciate that, man. But if it's your first time checking us out, welcome in. Remember to subscribe on this platform and whatever audio platform you may use for your podcasts. If you're with us, make sure to hit that comment section, share your takes. And if you need that 24-7 fix of Sharks Talk, you can hit up the jerk man on the Tweety at hockey underscore jerk for your very own Discord invite. And uh, yeah, we're going to be giving away one of those hat tricks prize packs. What does that mean? <laughs> We're going to give away a hat trick prize pack. Why? <laughs> because we have <laughs> prizes. So that means for the, the Thanksgiving day, Thanksgiving week, whatever you want to call it, lunchbox, hurdle bobble. And what, what was the name of that, that Jersey? Was it uprising? The uprising. Yes. And an uprising Jersey. So there you go. How you so doing we'll, everyone? So so we'll we'll get into that uh, at the end of the show, but yeah. there was uh, I I don't know if controversy is the right word, but there's a uh, controversy regarding uh, the winner of uh, this most recent giveaway. There's again there's um there's a conversation that needs to be had, and we'll we'll have it. Nice. Um, but some curious things went down. No, nothing that's uh you know nothing that's you know needs to be reported to the higher authorities or anything. We don't have to reach um, out to HR? Yeah, but it is something to chew on, something to think about. All right. I feel that. I love that. Uh, what to talk about during a short week. <laughs> Gushkin debuted. Yep. And then got sent down so he could play. Because a lot of people are going, oh, my God, they just called him up. What did they send him down for? They sent him down because he had the, the Sharks got like four days off. <laughs> Let the man play hockey for Pete's sakes. <laughs> Uh, Kakinen finally getting a win after 17 games into the season. And let's be honest, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. And, uh, I mean, the thing I think we're all excited about this week, maybe except for me, was the fact that Journey, Jerk finally got some tacos. Yeah, man, dude. The crowd was buzzing. They wanted it, and uh, the Sharks finally delivered. Oh, man. And it was quick. 
through like I was putting that tweet together and I'm like, God damn it, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were gonna sit on three the whole game. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you did it. <laughs> yeah, what what'd you uh what did you tweet me? You're like four goals, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's like um if you've ever seen that meme of like the guy on the podium and he's like super hyped and like dousing himself with cham- uh, champagne. And then it zooms out and he's on like the seventh place podium. Like that's <laughs> that, that was me. That was me when they got four goals last night. Cause we still got a long road to go. We're not there yet. <laughs> last night. Dude, it was Thursday. <laughs> Whatever. dude. This weekend is flying. This by. weekend has been flying down by some moments. It's gone really fast. Some moments it felt like it won't end. Mm-hmm. Earlier well, today, building IKEA furniture felt like it wouldn't end. <laughs> oh, dude! Thirty not a, not a sponsored post. Thirty-one games left at home. You only need six more, buddy. Honestly, despite everything that has happened up to this point, I still feel pretty good about my uh, about my chances. I, I I feel better about your chances and worse for mine after <laughs> after Thursday. <laughs> uh, so we started off against Florida. It's a five-three loss. And mm-hmm. dude, declare under the weather. Evidently, was battling strep throat. Have you ever had strep throat? I think I did at one point, and I don't remember it being that much of a pain. See, I've never had it, but everything that I've heard is like it'll really fuck you up if you're not in the right, you know, frame of mind. I guess I was in the right frame of mind. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I had it in like my late teens or something, but sure. Who, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I still worked. I didn't, I didn't talk a lot. Right. But anyway, declare Kinesioff and Burroughs are the scratches on that one. And, uh, I was like, Oh man, Kinesioff, come on. And you leave, I know you're leaving Vlasic in there. Okay. <laughs> but Gushkin would make his NHL debut. Hoffman finally getting off the schneid. Dude, we, we, we got some guys that, that, like, where's this been? You know, the fourth line, bottom six, whatever you want to call it, coming together between Smith, Hoffman, Cunning. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I, I think they listened to the podcast and they were like, man, those guys are right. If we want to go to a better team, we got to start playing well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, we got to get the hell out of here. But, the, I mean, and the Sharks had gone O for the previous 12 power play tries. They finally score on the power play. Hurdle ties Owen Nolan for fifth on the Sharks all time. Uh, I'd like to interject on that. Oh, whip it out. And this is a full, you know, um, this is going to be a wank session. Uh, oh, shit. So we, uh, you know, me and the uh, me and the cronies, right? Wow. Me and the, you know, Gamblers Anonymous, uh, we... We saw the tweet. We saw the tweet that the NHL put out and said, oh, you know, Tomas Hurdle has a chance to, uh, you know, tie Owen Nolan, da 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 all this kind of stuff. And my brain, my brain was like, all right, team, we're doing it. <laughs> Hurdle, one plus goals for the game. And boy came through and it was it was a hell of a time. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, by myself watching the game. I was I was hyped and uh, it was it was all good. So. You know, I've been meaning to ask you. You ask. you owe me twenty dollars. Correct. I might need to uh, have you like hammer something on your app. Sure. <laughs> and, and 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 it's like okay, if you double up, all right. So just just give me the the the, the winning part. You can keep the other twenty. <laughs> <laughs> 
you got to catch me at a good time though. That's the thing. Like if you, if you ask me to do this like today, like maybe I can do something good for you. If you asked me yesterday or Friday, your money would have been gone, uh, you know, before it even, how confident, the, how confident are you feeling about Monday night? Monday night, who are we playing Monday? That would be the Capitals, dude. The Washington Capitals, man. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying Capitals because you get what I'm pointing at. I, I meant football, but sure, why not? Sure, hey, fo- hey, we'll do football. Uh, I'll <laughs> tell you this. Here, here's, here's the jerk pick for football: Chiefs, Eagles. Um, the line, the total points line for that game. I know we're getting way out of pocket dude, here. Way off. Uh, the total points line is forty-five and a half. Fool's bet to take the over telling you right now all right people the the books they say hey remember the super bowl when the combined score was like 87 you know <laughs> the over in eagles chiefs is a fool's bet take the under it's going to be it's going to be like it's going to be 17 to 10 it's going to be a, a, a chess match i think all right we need to get back to hockey uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if i'm wrong you didn't hear it from me there you go uh the thing about florida that game uh dude the offside challenge Kept it four three. Mm-hmm. Yep. I never saw it come out definitively. Did you? The there was see, this is the annoying thing about challenging is the NHL has, you know <laughs> all these cameras they won't show you. Yeah, they the NHL they have an arsenal uh, of camera angles and and zoom functions. And when I say zoom, I mean zooming in. Yeah. Um that for one reason or another, they don't release until the uh, the challenge is over and the outcome's been decided. And I did see an explanation coupled with a video um, about the puck came out and what it ostensibly happened is the Panthers player. <laughs> what forced, had happened was right. The, it, it was it was a, it was a lot. It was saying a lot to to, you know, explain a little where basically Yes, the puck came back in off a Sharks player, so by that logic, it shouldn't have been offside. Or, yeah, shouldn't have been offside, but the Sharks player's leg was bumped by the Panthers player's leg, so it was like a forced offside kind of situation. So, like I said, it was it was saying a lot to explain a little, but I think, you know, whatever your thoughts on it, I think based on how the rule is written, I guess they got it right. It's just weird how they got there. Yeah. Well, I mean... So- you, could, you could say that a lot about the NHL rulebook in general, could you not? Like, <laughs> oh, so much. Like, could you, like, you look at any any given play and you say, you know, based on the way it's written, like, this is the right call, but this is dumb as hell, like, just <laughs> on its own. <laughs> so much. Uh, the, the Sharks did take the lead, but they pissed it away yep. in, in the third. Zero shots on goal in the last nine minutes with three minutes left. I'm like, come on, what are we doing here? And then pulling Blackwood with three left, and, of course, they give up their... Third empty netter of the season. Tickets distributed 10-1-0-8. Well, we're going to get into Hanging that in a little there. bit. Hanging in there. Oh, dude, we're going to get into that <laughs> in a little bit because there's a spicy meatball on Twitter that came from that. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I was like a little perplexed by, Eklund getting benched for a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hold talent accountable. You got to build that culture, but I don't know. Like, Eklund is one of the last people that I th- – that I'm like, he's not doing his job. Yeah, I, I I mean, again, I'm with you, right? Where if there's a message to be sent, I think you send it, right? But on the flip side, given where things were uh, in that game, right? Like to your point, the Sharks, they came back, they take the lead, right? And then, you know, obviously things did kind of go off the rails 
uh, for the Sharks there. But I still think if you're looking to tie the game, like regardless of what's happened, like I think your best players have to be in that position, right? Dude, I'm saying it. So we move on to the game against St. Louis. 5-1 victory for the Sharks. Kakinen finally getting his first W. The guys over at Let's Go Blues Radio, had we had to do a welfare check. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, are you kidding? Uh, Dude, they lost 5-1 to one last night too as well. Did you see that? Uh, no, I was at the Cuda game. <laughs> the Blue- Dude, the Blues have been on an interesting trip the last week. The last two games, they've lost 5-1. to one. The game before that, actually the two games before That's that. That's nothing. They, Try losing back-to-back 10-1. to 1. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's just like the last, I think I think it's the last six games for the Blues. They've either won by four or lost by four. Oh, my God. And then what, <laughs> and what was the play? There was, uh, I, don't, I, can't, I don't even remember the guy that started, but uh, of course, bitch boy Bennington has to make a fucking showing. Yeah, well, you saw even when, even when he came out from the dressing room to relieve Hofer, you know, you you already saw him kind of making a comment or giving a look. You know what I mean? Like it, <sighs> it it started before he was in the net. That guy, dude. There's, th- dude. Like, I say it. I say it all the time. Like you, you waste so much more time, effort, and energy being a dick than you do being nice. Oh. Dude. It's like, why do you got to let stuff rattle you? You're a freaking professional. You have a Stanley Cup and you've made millions of dollars. Like, just chill out. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> like, well, I mean, St. Louis game, of course, the big notable before the game even started was the fact that Vlasic, LeBanc, and Kinesia, Kinesia off a second straight scratch, I, I, you know, is Kinesia an upgrade? Over Ferraro, Emerson, Akoy, uh, I'm never going to, Nikita, I'm never going to get his last name. Burroughs, Ruda, Addison, is he not? Like, I wouldn't mind seeing Ruda sit for a game and have Kanijov up there. I, it's so, I mean, specifically Kanijov, I think because I have a vested interest here, like it's a pros, a player that I want to see do well, right? Mm-hmm. And, I kind of feel like it's how I the point that I was making, uh, I believe it was a week or two ago about, you know, like you got to let these guys work their stuff out, like whatever it is, a scoring slump, you know, kind of a couple bad defensive plays in a row, like whatever the situation is, like you got to let them figure it out. You know what I mean? And Kanijov is kind of in a no man's land right now because whether you like it or not, you know, there are six defensemen ahead of him that are playing better, but he requires <laughs> like. And when I say um, that, I'm well, talking. I'm thinking of Ferraro. Yeah. Okay. Maybe better is the wrong word, but like good enough for what they're trying to do, I guess. Um, like I'm definitely with you, dude. I, I definitely want Kanijov to be playing, but I kind of also I see what David Quinn is trying to do. Like he's, you know, the it's not. I feel like it's not so much about wins and losses as it is about consistency. And it's like, well. You know, I think you can point to the Florida game specifically, even though they lost. I think you can say, hey, this group, they've done a a lot of good things. And we want to reward that going into the St. Louis game. And so I don't like it at the expense of Kinesia being in the lineup. But I do. I mean, there have been worse decisions made, I think, you know. Oh, I would take that. I would even I'm I'm like, fuck. Let's go eleven seven so we can get Kinesia sure. in there. <laughs> but I mean, I can think of any number of forwards that I wouldn't mind sitting for a game. Oh, I'm 
telling you. Uh, it was Hoffman, and then Guy went on a rip. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it, you know, and to be to be fair, I was kind of there with Cunning for a hot minute, but he's been uh, hot too. Yeah, somehow. well, and and Granlin <laughs> was the other one who was kind of like on my, you know, voodoo doll list. But mm-hmm. as noted by Pashelka, <laughs> dude, Vlasic Lebank Kanishov was like, and there's thirteen million dollars scratched for the game. Yeah, like you oof. know what's you know what's funny though specifically about that? I saw a tweet, really got a good laugh out of me. Um. It was, I don't even know where the clip was from, um, but uh, it was like, uh, the tweet was, uh, the Sharks, the moment they scratch Vlasic, and it's like a clip of like some kind of charity hockey team or adult hockey team or something like that taking the ice, but they're all wearing Sidney Crosby jerseys, okay. and so it's like, <laughs> oh, the Sharks scratched Vlasic, and now all of a sudden they're like this elite team. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And th- this is a weird game, dude. It took the Blues 13 minutes to get their second shot on goal in this game. You think that was weird? I I thought it was a little interesting when you consider all the shots that I mean the the Sharks have yet thir- 17 games in, they've they've yet to end the game with more shots than the opponent. So I was like, fuck, is this going to be the game? <laughs> right. So I I was like, whoa. And then of course this game against St. Louis, it was all about the bottom six. Right. You know, and, and a Hoffman breakaway is, oh my God, teach Granlin how to do that. For the <laughs> love of God. Uh, This one, tickets distributed 1042, was hockey fights, cancer night. Um, yep. But man, dude, with that forward group, how bad do you have to be to be scratched? <laughs> You're looking at LeBanc. I mean, dude, LeBanc, he's in a contract year. Like, how is he not just balls to the wall every game? I got to get it done. And you're telling me he can't crack a roster that has Smith, Carpenter, and Cunning on it? You know? Yeah, I mean, Or dude, Zadina. It, it, Zadina hasn't exactly been lighting it up. Yeah, it, it, it's... I mean, dude, Chiefs, I know it doesn't mean a lot, but Zadina's a dash 15. Right. And as much as I am team Zadina, like I'm not against sitting him for a game just to kind of let him reset, you know? Mm-hmm. And now to be like, fair, Zadina has three goals. LeBanc has a donut. Right. And man, like to your point with LeBanc, dude, like I, I'm sort of at a loss for words, right? Because you'd think like. <laughs> How much motivation okay. do you need? Do I like, recently married. Recently became a father. This is your contract, contract year, dude. Contract year. Bob Bugner got fired. Uh, your injury. <laughs> you're healed from your injury. Like, there's any number of things that you can point to, right? Like, come and on. I don't know. I don't want to speculate because obviously we're not there. We don't know. But it's just like he's a player that has talent, and for whatever reason, I don't know if there's some kind of mental block going on. I don't know if it's he just doesn't care or whatever. But it's like. <laughs> He needs to a find a, find a that, brother uh, a brother he can borrow some logs from. Right, a, a player that talented should not be that terrible. Yeah, but when you it know? comes to yeah, when it comes to the bank, we're not going to talk about it. We don't need a wank. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. But oh, short week. But hey, the Sharks. I mean, you, they went five hundred this week. How how amazing was that? <laughs> Hey, you know what? Uh, you'll take them any way you can get them, right? Oh, I'm saying it. So, Gushkin, I mean, what did you think about Gushkin? 
in the in the call. I mean, I th- I was very much kind of like it's about goddamn time. Yeah, I I thought he played really well. I I mean, the thing that I noticed right away was his speed. You know what I mean? Like there yes, were sir. at least a couple moments specifically against the St. Louis Blues, which I mean, I've said all along the Blues are frauds, so this is not that big of a surprise, but like he was kind of the when he had the puck or when he was chasing the puck, I really felt like he was kind of <laughs> skating circles around them. Um, you know, put some pucks on net. He had three shots in the two games, which you got to start somewhere, right? Put the puck on net, see what happens. You know, you're going to feel it. He gets an assist as well. I thought he played really well. I don't, you know, I do understand that the Sharks are uh, in the midst of a kind of a lengthy break, break, which is fine, whatever. But he is somebody that I would like to see come back up. And I think we will see him come back up. Uh, you know, as the season goes on, uh, Ryan, our friend Ryan, he and I were talking last night specifically, not so much about Gushkin, but just in general, him, Bordalo, even the guys like, you know, Quinton Musty, Will Smith, these guys like, and, and we kind of kept going back to the same point and where it's like, you know, we saw it last year with Eklund where it's like, yeah, these guys could come into the lineup, but they're still somebody waiting in the wings to kind of swap out for them. You know, oh, you know, give you a night off because we got to get this guy in the lineup, right? Mm -hmm. And what's changed this year with William Eklund specifically is there is no kind of like lateral, hey, we just want to get a different look sort of vibe when it comes to Eklund. Like Eklund's played every game because he is one of the top 12 forwards on the team, right? I'd say top six. Right, but you get my point. Yeah. And and so for those kind of guys, Gushkin and then obviously Bortolo, all the guys that we want to see make the NHL, it's got to be <laughs> for same... Eklund. I'd say top three after the trade deadline, <laughs> right? But for those guys, it's got to be the same kind of thing where it's like, okay, you can come in the lineup now, and that's awesome. But I would much rather you come in the lineup when there's nobody on the sidelines that could swap out for you. Hell yeah! Oh, and Sharks Jewels, uh, Jewels, Jewels. Uh, talking about that in between legs look that he had. Dude, that was that was dude. cheeky, man. That was really cheeky. Oh, dude, if he had scored that, oh, dude, I was been like, oh shit, here we go, dude. He ain't, <laughs> he ain't going down. Pump the lotion. Yeah, dude, I was like hurdle 2.0, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the, oh, this is for Aaron uh, Jacks in the chat saying LeBanc will not be a shark next year. Dude, I don't think LeBanc's going to be a shark after the trade deadline, bro. Dude, I, I think you could make an argument LeBanc's not a shark right now. <laughs> dude. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm saying it. Hey, he wasn't in the lineup. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And the thing is, I we both know what's going to happen. Like, he's going to go to another team and go on a rip. Like, we know this. We know this. Uh, like, I mean, he may or he may not. Didn't Didn't Meyer get, like, scratched? Or so yeah, the, I, I thought I saw something about Meyer in the last day or so. Like things are not working out in New Jersey quite the way he, I I, I think he thought they would. I believe though, I don't want to speculate, but I believe, yeah, Meyer's uh, absence from the Devils lineup is injury related. Oh okay. Um, but cause, still you know, though, def- it's I mean I've definitely seen the the share of tweets, kind of going off on Timo a little bit. Like he has like one good game and it was like, oh my God, this guy's gonna be amazing. And then like four straight games and it's like, where is the goddamn guy? Well and and you know what? Like this this is this is kind of a an interesting dialogue on where where the NHL is right now. You know what I mean? So like if you what Timo Meyer has done this season, if you extrapolate that over a full season. Whoa, I that's know a, words. 
that's a 65 point season, which is is very good. I I can think of. But I is think it, but all, is it eight million dollars good? See, and that's the thing. I I think I think just generally, I think if you score 65 points a year consistently, I think you're a pretty good player, and I think you have a lot to be happy about. But where the NHL is now, the uh, the 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 floor and the ceiling have moved right mm. where now it's like like you can look and you can say oh man Timo Meyer's on six point pace for 65 points like that's awesome but you expect 80 85 90 yeah. from Timo Meyer you know what I mean yeah and well, I so mean, dude, knocking on the door of a you know 40 goal season right and so I just you, you see that with a lot of guys too where because the floor has moved like guys will put up really impressive seasons but it's not good enough because of where the new low bar is you know what I mean yeah like oh. Ove- like another, another example, I'm sorry, is like Alex Ovechkin. Like you remember the year, it was a couple, it might have been five years ago, Alex Ovechkin had 32 goals, which is awesome. And everybody was like, this guy's washed, like, you know, he sucks, <laughs> like trade him now. And it's like, he had 32. Dude. Uh, M- <laughs> Martin Jeffries in the chat saying, I may have missed it. Is Couture done? Yes. He quit hockey. He's gone. He, d- he doesn't live here anymore. I think it is interesting. <laughs> That it, I, dude, like the fact that he's just like not so much that he hasn't played because that's whatever, but just the fact that we've heard like nothing. It has been total radio silence on that, and the fact that he hasn't even been around. Well, I mean, they've they've like shown him. Even, it, yeah, but like you you can kind of see though where it's like, oh, so and so is in the gym, so and so is on the ice after practice, so and so is on the trip. You know, like he's not even at the facility, like on the on the stationary bike. <sighs> That so, we know. Dude, this is a weird move to get traded this way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, dude. Um, oh, hold on. Uh, a couple in the chat. Ian, <laughs> LeBanc's going to go to another team and end up in another doghouse. <laughs> of course he is. Oh, man. Yeah, poor Schmo. Uh, dude, but 17 games in, and your goal leaders are Zettelin and Cunning? Really? Um, not Zettelin on my bingo card, crazy. dude. I mean, at this point, let's let's be honest. For and and again, injuries happen, but we like look. We knew early on Couture was not going to be starting with the team. I don't know that we all thought he was going to be out this long, but I think if you were going to uh, you know break out Hockey Jerk's trusty handy uh, betting app, mm-hmm. and you're like. Give me the two names you think are going to be leading in goals after 17 games. Chances are Hurdle is one of those names. Yeah, I honestly thought it would have been Hurdle, and I probably Couture. To was, be honest with you. Yeah, or or even maybe even Barbie gets a look. Yeah, or Eklund. Yeah. So Zetterlin and Cunning. Duclair. That, yeah, yeah. You're really kind of hoping for that reclamation project to go through. Um, so this, uh, we're going to do, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but let's just bring it up again. Cause it seems like once bring we talked, it <laughs> seems like once we talked about it, all of a sudden every other podcast started asking the question. So we're going to ask it again at this point right now, mm-hmm. who's going to the all-star game for the sharks. Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah. That's you think I, Zetterlin gets a sniff. Um, if he can pick it up offensively, sure. I think you could say the same thing about hurdle. Specifically Hurdle. Yeah. I think Hurdle well, is definitely like the you know when they do the um you know when they do like do that last man in bullshit and every team gets a suggestion for last man in whether or not they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think Hurdle will be the last man in candidate 
but I, I think Blackwood is going to be the first guy to, you know, automatically go to the All-Star game. And it wouldn't surprise me if Blackwood put, pulls a nabby and he's put in for, you know, say the third period and lets in nothing. Well, you know, and that's the thing, you know, there's a lot of conversation about the All-Star game, how it sucks. And Oh, wait a minute. Three- Hold on. I forgot. Yeah. Do, do they do three? They don't do three periods, do they? Um, I've, dude, I've totally forgotten the all-star format at this point. So in the current format, if Blackwood were to go, he would play at minimum, at minimum, he would play half of a period. Oh, for Pete's sake. At maximum, it would be a full period. All right. Well, okay. I want to stop talking about the all-star game. So we're, yeah, (laughs) we're both there. Blackwood, maybe Zetterlin is a, is a long second choice. So far for the Sharks, though, um, even strength goals, 18. Power play, or I should say special teams, 8. But right now, still a minus 47 on the goal differential. Right where we want them, baby. <sighs> oh, man. And they're coming from, from you know, the they're coming in waves against the Sharks. Even strength goals have been 49. They've allowed – the Sharks have scored – 18 even strength goals they've allowed 18 power play goals <laughs> <laughs> and as of last look sharks are right now giving up 4.29 goals per game now hell yeah i will i will say like okay say the 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 220 or the you know the two games that equaled 20 goals kind of an anomaly skew the stats so let's toss that you toss those two games it goes down to three and a half still Way too Not much. Not great, but better. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that really gets you, how many goals against have come in the first or last three minutes? And I'm not even counting empty netters. 26 of 73. So more than a third. Like, man, you guys got to lock this down. And I think that speaks to kind of what we've been talking about for years now, right? Where, you know, we don't really care whether you win or lose, we care about being excited and we care about making positive growth. Right. And I feel like in these, especially in these last two years, when the rebuild has been finally acknowledged, the sharks will play well, or maybe not well, but they'll play exciting. They'll score goals and things will be fun. And then, you know, the, the wheels kind of fall off a little bit and, um, and then they lose or they go to overtime and then have to squeak out a boring win. And, I kind of think that's part of the playbook is like give the fans something to be happy about while still recognizing what your long-term goal is. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, in the chat saying percentage chance Couture goes on LTIR. The Chiefs has been out for a month. Is there a reason why he hasn't gone on it already? Um, I mean, yeah, a month I, mean, I would call long-term. Well, so the thing with uh, – I think, and I'm just speculating here, but I think the reason why Couture hasn't gone on the long-term injured reserve is because the Sharks don't need him to. Like, mm. they have caps, like they have the cap space to afford him just being on regular injured reserve. All right. Um, also, here, also, send it. When you're in LTIR, you don't accrue daily cap space leading up to the trade deadline. Oh well, then. There you go. There's your there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing, of course, the when I go, what do you got there? Numbers. Sharks have the fewest shots on average, twenty three point nine. Call it twenty four, mm-hmm. but most allowed on average, thirty eight point three. Well, 
point four. Whatever. Hell yeah. But yeah, talk about man, dude, you're you're literally giving up like 14, 15 more shots per game. Oy, oy, oy. That's uh yeah. That's that's gonna be um, how you lose some games there. Let's uh let's get to the hero and zero. I this is one of those weird weeks where I think there's a, a lot to choose from, perhaps on both sides. So I I will uh, yeah I will, a lot of, lot I'll of de- candidates yeah I'll defer to you and oh. and if you want to take I I have a a multi a, a hat trick pick if you will okay. so but uh, but I'll do, or should I go first you got yours picked out I say you go for it okay uh my hero for the week dude uh it's it's the you know that that bottom line if you mm-hmm. will depending on you know what point of the game you're watching <laughs> but over two games dude Cunning. Carpenter and Smith all combined for three goals, five assists, and a combined plus seven. I mean, that was one of the things that we complained about, talked about, whatever, over the course of the last few seasons is the bottom six not contributing. I mean, yeah, two games, small sample size, but at least you're not going, you know, oh, fuck, these, you know, it all sucks. Like, no, you can look at a couple of guys and go, hey, they had their guy, <laughs> right? So what's yeah, the, I, what's and, and that's what I like about the point that you just made is how many years has <clears throat> the Sharks fourth line just been kind of a ass, a mixed yeah, a mixed bag of crap, right? And it's like okay, Sharks fourth line has to go out, you know, change the channel, you know, expect a goal. Um, so even though like it's a fourth line and your fourth line is doing what it's supposed to do. This is the first time in a long time. The sharks have had a competent fourth line. To, if you or at recall, least one that like contributes. Right. And if you recall the previous two seasons, they did have a competent fourth line. They were just playing on the third line. <laughs> you right. And I think you can make a, you know, a, uh, solid argument. Hero, Cunning, three goals, four points, plus four over the last three games. Imagine if he had been doing that since oh, from the, the Sharks had acquired him. Because that's, that's what he was like. That What he did this week is what people were kind of forecasting was the next step for him. Mm-hmm. I want to derail the conversation here for a quick minute. Yeah. Because if I don't, I'm going to forget. I know. The, um, you recall the... Uh, the uh, comment that you screenshotted from last year regarding um arizona and somebody saying they would donate money to the podcast you recall that right oh god what was that guy's name was it swift shark yes yes they're in the chat right now i don't know if you need to have a conversation with them or not yeah swift shark (laughs) buddy yeah so he would he was gonna donate like a hundred bucks to the cast when Arizona beat them and they lost to Arizona every goddamn time last season Something to think about. Oh, I don't man. know if you have the graphic on hand or not. No, uh, I don't. Uh, we, we, <laughs> moved, we moved on after the season ended. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so who's your hero for the week then? Well, and this is kind of, this is going to be an easy pick, but here's the thing. Low-hanging fruit are still nutritious, right? Hey, that's what they it's, say. It's been, it's Mike Hoffman. Yeah. He's come in. We, I mean, we talked about him a week ago. Guy came in. He was supposed to put up points and play well enough to net the Sharks an asset in the future, and that was not happening up until five days ago. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Three games ago. Yeah, and then he goes off, 
three goals in two games, and they're not just like you know, stand in front of the net and the puck hits you and it goes in kind of goes. No, like there's some skill, skill in there. There's skill goals. You know, one of them was a breakaway. One of them was a real, he was pretty much on the goal line and it was a real kind of a tight shot. Um, you know, I uh, win the first period of, I believe, the Florida game. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that part of this has to do with him scoring did help me win some money this week. <laughs> um, but it's a total package. Like I thought, you know, when you hit rock bottom, you have nowhere to go but up, right? And I kind of feel like this was the beginning of that. So I'm hoping we see more and I'm hoping he can play well enough to net the Sharks an asset in, you know, four months. Yeah. We had four games coming up this week, so it should be interesting. Uh, yeah. Zero for the week. I'm going to go back to uh, the scratches from the St. Louis game, dude. Vlasic and LeBanc, dude. Longtime vets getting scratched on this roster. Yep. Whew. Yeah. I mean... You know, LeBanc, again, I go back to the idea of, like, I, I don't understand how he's not balls to the wall in a contract year. Vlasic, maybe you just kind of go, hey, dude, he, he he got his bag. He has his three-team in NTC. Like, yeah. I'm I'm very much kind of like, and you've heard me say this before, let him be the highest paid 70 in the, in the NHL. I don't care. Three more yeah. years and we're done with this right about the time that the Sharks should be turning this ship around. Yeah. So I fully support that. All right, well, top that for your zero. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 you're going Ferraro, aren't you? <laughs> I, but see, that's easy. If I just say Mario Ferraro, next question, like, oh, ha, 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 like, yeah, we got it. You know what I mean? But say it. If you not him though, if you take him out of it, like, I'm having a hard time. I mean, I guess, and I hate to do it. Maybe this, maybe this will be the the uh, hero zero bump in effect for Ooh. coming in the week. Oh, we love I'm those. Gonna, I'm going to say Philip Zadina yeah. because, and, and it's, I'm going to go, you know, some longtime listeners will say, oh, jerk, that's just a crutch that you always use. <laughs> well, I'm using it again. Scoring chances are awesome, but at some point, the scoring chances have to go in, right? And Zadina, he, he started the season really kind of well, you know what I mean? His first, uh, his first seven games of the season, he had two or more shots on goal in five out of seven. And then since then, it's been cons like consistently either one shot on goal or zero shots on goal. More one than zero, so I'll give him props for that. Mm -hmm. But you started the season hot, flinging everything on net, and it got him two goals like in the first three games of the season. So I think he had two assists against the St. Louis Blues. Again, when you're at rock bottom, you can only go up from there. True that. Take, take these two assists against the Blues. You won, you factored in, and it was awesome. You got four games coming up. Shoot the puck as much as you can. Put everything on net. It's going to go in at some point. And establish yourself as someone who can be on this team beyond this year. God, I would hope so. Because through 17 games, Chief is a dash 15. Right. And that's and this is the shitty things about the Sharks, right? Is you look at players, like, depending, like, if you look at players, like, within the scope of the Sharks, like, oh, man, this guy's our best player. But you look at them within the scope of the NHL, and it's like, wow, our best player is terrible. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> oh, all right. So I did. Something came up in my head earlier this week that I just thought was funny. Where uh, sure, and and this Ian Reed might feel uh, seen. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he might feel seen in this next comment. And this isn't directed to Ian any way, shape, or form. We just know his uh, love of hating goalies. 
Sure. But I just, I, it did kind of, I thought it was kind of funny that Blackwood and Kakinen have similar save percentages. You know, they're both sub 900, as you can see in the scroll, um, but basic, kind of close to what Reimer and Hill had. And Reimer and Hill, we shit on terribly. <laughs> oh, these guys suck and blah, blah, blah. And if they could just make a fucking save. And today, Blackwood, or as we say, Black and CAC, uh, we're all going, it's not their fault. <laughs> it's just funny to me. You know, like Black and CAC have played well, but sub 900 save percentage, you know, not, uh, what, what do they say, NHL average. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny that we're we're really, if anything, we're we're carrying their water a little bit. Going, oh, they just had a better team in front of them. Well, and and I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head, dude. So, uh, the Sharks, like I and 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 what you're saying, like I, I I've seen it exactly the way that you've laid it out. But here here's something to chew on. This year compared to last year, the Sharks are getting scoring. Excuse me one and a half less goals per game, right? <laughs> Easy. And that's just from the defensive. That's from the blue line. <laughs> right. And, and, and so with, you know, last year specifically, while the Sharks, you know, the Sharks only scored 2.8 goals a game last season, which is definitely not good enough to be a, a, a good team, but it is good enough in some cases to maybe not win with shitty goaltending, but to hang in there with shitty goaltending. Yeah. And and so you saw a lot of times where Reimer and Kakinen, you know, maybe the Sharks, they get three goals and which in the new NHL, three goals is not enough, but mm-hmm. they get three goals and it's like, OK, well, Reimer, Kakinen, they're going to let in five. Yep. And it's like, OK, well, thanks a lot, bro. Whereas this year, you know, the Sharks are only averaging one and a half goals a game through 17 and. uh, <laughs> And. uh the goaltending, it also looks crisper than it did last year. Like, you take the statistics out of it and you just look at, like, what you observe on the ice, the fundamentals, the the timing of saves, the timing of goals against, right? And it looks different. The stats might be very similar, but it looks better. It looks it like it's trending in the right direction. And, 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 and let's be honest. It, there's got to be a couple times this season, Black Goater Cack, and whoever's coming out goes, all right, let's see how this one goes. <laughs> they gotta just be like, Ooh, you know, they're not coming out of the tunnel like, woo, you know, you're gonna get me my shit. It's like, oh boy, here we fucking go. <laughs> ah. Okay, uh, something else that should be noted, just because it was uh, in the news, uh, Sturm, Nico Sturm taking a personal leave of absence for the next two games while the Sharks go hit a road trip in the uh, Pacific Northwest, right? It's... Is it uh, Vancouver and who? Seattle. Yeah, um, it makes sense. Yeah, Pacific Seattle. Northwest. That's where you go. So, which they always hit. I, I feel like the last couple of years, like, and you know this more than you probably know. most. The the Sharks consistently played the night before and the night after Thanksgiving at home, and yes. it seems like, and maybe it has to do with the schedule balancing and division balancing and all that kind of stuff. But it seems like the last two or three years, the Shark, well, obviously not the last three years, but uh, actually, yeah, the last three years, because this is year three for the Kraken. 
it feels like the Sharks have played the Kraken on Thanksgiving Eve in Seattle every year since Seattle's been a team. Yeah, and it used to be for the longest time the Sharks on Thanksgiving Eve would almost always host the Blackhawks. Yeah, because around that time is when I believe the circus was in Chicago, I believe. <laughs> not the circus that's playing in the as the Blackhawks yeah, right now. Yeah, but... <laughs> not, the, not the circus that was running their organization in the early 2010s either. <laughs> Ah, so anyway, without Sturm for the next two games, I mean, what do you think it's going to look like down the middle? Who's going to take the reins centering that third line? I think a lot of face-offs are going to be lost. Dude, because Sturm has been money in the in the circle, particularly mm-hmm. over like the last three to five games. So that's that's going to be a kick to the smalls. But yeah. who who do they slot into that spot, dude? With, you know, I mean, you already have a hurdle, of course, top, and then Granlin, who, but I mean, how do, who do you bump up or do they bring somebody is, do we see Bortolo get a call up? So I, I don't necessarily like this idea, but I do think on some level it might oh, make sense. You can, okay. Can he off at center? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, unless they run 70, which you said earlier. Um, LeBanc at center? <laughs> do do we, I, and I know that line has been humming, so I don't even like to put it in the universe that it could break up, but is it at all possible that maybe William Eklund gets another chance at center? I don't <sighs> like the idea, but I think it is something that people want to know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, like I, I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. But, Pick it up. But how many how many podcasts do we do? Where it's like, why isn't Eklund playing with fucking hurdle? <laughs> right. No, I, and I, and I'm totally with you. Like I think it would be a stupid decision, but I do think people in the organization, rightly or wrongly, it is a question they want answered. You know. But but like it, dude. Again, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Like it is an interesting option. Mm-hmm. Like at least you could, you know. Eklund, I mean, if they bring Gushkin back, uh, I haven't seen anything come down on the wire, but if they bring Gushkin back, I mean, yeah. I mean, Eklund, Gushkin, Declare, and maybe you put Zadina up there with Hurdle and Zetterlin. Yeah. And I mean, that's shift, the, that's shift thing... Granlin down with, you know, Cunning and Hoffman or something. Well, that's the thing about this Sharks roster, right, is there's – there's so many, especially at wing, there's so many similar pieces that like you really can shuffle just about anybody around and you'll you'll get some kind of picture of clarity. Oh, and, and Ian making a solid point too Ooh. is <laughs> so I think the Sharks are going to have to make a ton of tough decision as guys start coming off IR because there are a lot, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there'll be room to bring boards back up. And, and I mean, and that's true, dude. You got Couture, Barabanov, Benning, McDonald, Lindblom, Christ, although to be fair, as soon as Lindblom's healthy, I'm sorry, I'm sending his ass back to the Barracuda if I'm if I have any say. Yeah, you would hope, right? Oh, dude, I just great story, but has not manifested the ending we were all hoping for. Just like I, I've, I'm, I'm out on the Lindblom story. Next, mm-hmm. so let's get into some uh, hockey related type talk. How do you feel about the women's league? PWHL starting their league up with no names, no logos, the most boring jerseys you've ever seen. They all look the same with the exception of colors. 
but it's name of the city vertically or that, you know, vertical, horizontal, diagonal, if you will, <laughs> the Rangers style, but that's Toronto, Ottawa. What, do you, do you understand how much revenue is generated from merchandise sales? How, how do you start up a league with no names, no logos, no swag to push? If you go back to 1991, if memory serves, I think Puck Guy is listening. If memory serves, I'm pretty sure the Sharks were like second or third in merch sales over all the big four sports before they had even played a fucking game. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. Like, and the first question you said was, "How do you feel about the women's league?" I'm hyped for the women's. I'm league. hyped I'm for so, the women's league. I I'm just so don't excited. get how you start with, like, could this be more bland? Yeah, it, it is. It is certainly a choice. Like, I I do think, especially with the it's players, a fucking wrong choice. Especially with the players that are you know, have joined a lot of the teams. Like I know I'm really like one of my favorite female players, uh, Marie Philippe Poulin. She's on the Montreal team. And it's like, I would love to like, even if it's just a shirt, you know what I mean? Like I would love to get something. Hell yeah. And, and at this you know, point, dude, the, half the league is going to have to open up only fans account to support this. Like, come I, on, I, give I us just, some merch, man. I, yeah, I just think there's a, like, there was kind of a, a surge of excitement right when it was announced because, you know, the the uh, you know, the need to get a women's league has been to get a long overdue, league, I should say. It, it's been a long fight with, you know, conflicting uh, leagues and all that kind of stuff. And so I just I don't know how like you don't start right from the top, right, where it's like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to announce the new league, announce the new teams, and it's like, here's all the awesome merch to come out right away, you know? Yeah, this this is like the worst launch ever. Mm-hmm. And even the, uh, what was it, that, what, what are they calling the uh, women's soccer team that's going to play at uh, where the Earthquakes play? Bay FC. Yeah, Bay FC, even when they came out. The, like, they just announced it. There was, I don't even, was there a name at that point? I don't remember seeing a logo. They did, hell, they didn't even know where the fuck they were going to play it when they made their announcement. Like, right. come, how do you not have this stuff dialed in? Come on, people. Um, speaking of merch sales, though, can we talk about the winter classic jerseys that were leaked by the a wrestling channel? Like it was yeah, the U- L- yeah, Utah the U- Jazz, and a, what kind of guerrilla marketing bullshit was this? Well, so here's what it is. I know a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, the left hand's not talking to the right hand. What happened? I think this is it happened exactly the way it was supposed to. Where they were just going to dribble it out in like the through channels that nobody had a fucking idea would happen. No, because here's the thing. Let me let me ask you this question. If you're the NHL and you're trying to attract new fans. Wouldn't you. Go to people not actively or currently watching your sport. Absolutely. If you go to if you but, go to a hockey dude, game, the, the, if you go to a hockey if you go to a hockey game and you say, "Hey, uh, who wants to be a hockey fan?" And it's like, "Yeah, dude, we're already all hockey fans here." But if you go to a basketball game, if you go to a wrestling show, there's a good chance that a lot at least half of those people are not hockey fans, and so you say, <laughs> "What the hell?" So if you're if you're a Utah Jazz fan or you're a wrestling fan and you see this, you're like, "Okay. What the hell are they wearing?" 
And then but, you look it up. Oh, hockey. Okay, Winter Classic. Oh, they're building an ice rink on a baseball field? I got to check that shit out. Yeah, but the Utah Jazz? It, dude, hey, whatever. Whatever works, man. Well, but got, it just dude, it made me wonder. Though, right? Well, no, <laughs> the thing the thing about the Utah Jazz is I wondered I was like I wonder if like they chose Utah just because well, they don't have a hockey team yet. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, if you really like want to, they trying to make inroads, maybe, maybe inroads, but it's just the fact of they don't want to say that that they had uh, a member of the Denver Nuggets, or you had LeBron James in one of the like. Don't you don't think like the Avalanche or the Kings would be like, excuse us? So what if what if I told you? Bring it. And now, granted, I don't think it's a very deep tie. But what if I told you that the owner of the Utah Jazz has ties to the Pacific Northwest? That's fine. Maybe he watches Kraken games in his spare time. Sure. And and that's all well and good. But again, I, I feel like the Jazz were chosen simply because that market doesn't have an NHL team, maybe would like an NHL team. Makes you wonder why the Vegas one wasn't debuted by a member of the Houston Rockets, if you know what I'm saying. No, and and you know, I, I hadn't considered that, but it is a pretty solid point to make. I think especially three <laughs> D especially chess, in bitch. the <laughs> especially in the case of Utah, right? Because again, going back to making new fans, like if there is some kind of conspiracy theory to put the NHL in Utah, it might be nice to kind of prime up, you know, those constituents for professional hockey. All right. I will say one of the people that um, took a look at the Vegas jersey, they're like, why does it look like there's two middle fingers at the top of each V? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, okay, all all things aside now, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this. We in agreement the Kraken one is better? Is it even up for debate? Okay. So, like the Kraken, when you look at it in immediately, like if you know the history, and you're you've seen a Metropolitan's jersey, you go totally get it. Like to me, to be quite honest, tell tell me you didn't feel you didn't think the same thing. You looked at that and you're like, that was the reverse retro idea they didn't go with. Right. Does that not scream reverse retro? It absolutely does. So that that's the thing I looked at it and I'm like, oh, easy peasy. I looked at the Vegas one. I went, "What in the fuck is this?" Well, the, I don't I even like, get it, dude. Even Ken over at Sinbin is like, "This is fucking terrible." Well, and and Vegas, I feel like you know, I feel like Vegas ran before they could walk with their first reverse retro jersey, where it was the design of the Las Vegas Thunder and the color scheme of the Las Vegas Wranglers. Like, was that the red one? That was the red one. Like to yeah. me, like okay, your organi- your franchise does not have a lot of history, so why not go through for the history of hockey in your city? And like their first reverse retro jersey, like perfect for reverse retro, also would have been perfect for a winter classic jersey. Yeah. And so, and I, you know, I it's it, it would not be very capitalist of them, but I was almost thinking like, why not just bring that one back for this game? Yeah, in, and, a, in a different color scheme. Sure. Maybe flip it. Maybe do the Wranglers design with the Las Vegas Thunder colors. There you go. Yeah, because this is I'd, I'd dude, this is do some, hideous. And and I don't want to sit because you know, for all I know, I could be totally wrong. Like for all I know, this design 
could be inspired by some kind of Las Vegas hockey history. Like I would want to do the research and definitively say one way or the other, but the Las Vegas history that I'm familiar with doesn't feature a jersey looking like this, but I could be wrong. It's just so fucking bland. Ryan is saying the Kraken one sucks because the colors don't gel with the Metropolitan's template. I, That's the point. Yeah. So I have no problem with it. I think the Vegas one is fucking horrible. But let me ask you this. Why why is the NHL shield so low on both of these? Why aren't they up at the collar like they normally are? That was the first thing that jumped huh. out to me when I saw these. I'm like, how Question. is that shield not up in the gold part of the collar of the Vegas one? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, whip it out. Do you remember, so you remember when the last season of the Reebok jerseys were? Sir, 2000... 2016-2017. There you go. Oh, yeah, because they flipped in the middle of it, right? No, they... I thought they flipped in the middle. Like, there were there were jerseys that were Reebok in 2017 or whatever... Like up through like December, and all of a sudden the next game they were rocking fucking Adidas. No, so oh, you know what I'm thinking? I'm, I'm thinking of that that damn Centennial patch. <laughs> yeah, the Centennial patch. Yeah, it was worn in a calendar year as opposed to a season. Yeah. Um. So the final year of Reebok was 2016, 2017. But if you recall, for the World Cup of Hockey, the NHL for lack of a better term, beta tested the Adidas jerseys during the 2016 World Cup of Hockey. Oh, dude, you remember? So, you, know, you know that Burns one I got? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, it, so even though this is the final year of the Adidas contract, is it, and and I don't know, maybe there's some kind of legalities that would prevent that. Is it at all possible that with the Winter Classic, the NHL is going to beta test the Fanatics jerseys? God, I hope not. I hope not, too. I, either way, though, I still want to know why the shield is so much lower. But no, but that's but that's my point. Is maybe they're lower because that's how the fanatics jerseys are going to be. <sighs> Fuck. No, I agree. I I agree with your sentiment. Yeah, but and but you look at it, especially the one on the uh, the Vegas one on the girl. You look at that flare out, and I'm like, yeah, it looks like a fucking dress. Like the thing that we've been complaining about since the takeover of Adidas. Uh, Puck guy coming in says, according to Creamer, uh, you know, Mr. Sports Logos, uh, the Vegas one based off a, uh, or what a Vegas army would be like in the 1910s. Uh, dude, you would have been defeated handily. Now that seems like a, I mean, I get what they're going for based on that, which is fine, but it seems like. I, I just can't believe that gymnastics. this was the design that won out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there had to have been more than one. And somehow this is the one that they went, yeah, this looks good. I will say this. <sighs> I'm I'm not a fan, but it, it's not the worst jersey I've seen. I, 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 I would I would wholeheartedly disagree and debate you on that. This That's might fine. this might be the blandest, worst jersey I've ever, ever seen. That's I fair. would wear the the V neck Vancouver jersey before I would wear this. Well, see, now that's a nice jersey, so now you're just making stuff up. Oh, see, I, I, I think that jersey's fucking horrible. <laughs> if, you remember our, if you remember our jersey talk from three years ago, Joe, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it, so you, so this, I think we're both in agreement that this was some bizarre, warped guerrilla marketing from the NHL to try to sell their sport to other audiences. Right, and I think it's really genius, actually. Genius, but just... I don't know, really weird that there was no pomp and circumstance, that it just 
came out of nowhere. Even aesthetics and sports logos were just like, wait, what? They they were, you know, two by four across the nose on this. They're like, holy shit, what the fuck? Gets people to talk about it. Uh, hey, and here we are. And when it comes to merch sales, um, I guess the Ducks are now deciding to advertise or market themselves to the it's always 75 degrees outside and uh, we're going to embrace puck bunnies. Uh, I'm Come sorry, on. dude. It, Don't uh, say puck bunny. Come on. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, dude. Look, we're going to start selling jerseys that are also crop tops. Hey, you know what? Not everything's for you, right? That That is true. That is absolutely true. But when I saw I, this, I'm like, who the hell is cutting the bottom half of their jersey to make a top? I mean, it the the woman on the right, it does look like hers is rolled up as opposed to cut. Um, oh, you you might be right, but let's be honest, dude. Nobody's wearing their shit like that. I'm going to wear it all up. I was so cute, and, you know, and, and pin it and blah, blah, blah. Come on. I've never seen anybody wear a jersey like that, ever. No, I, I never have either. But, I mean, I think, you know, if you want, you know, stylistic independence or uniqueness, I think that's cool. <sighs> I don't know. I just saw this, and I'm like, all right, who who was the marketing squad on this one? I just I have to know. It's it's a choice, certainly a choice, and you know, and you can get away with this when it's always seventy five degrees. <laughs> you know. <sighs> so, great article that came out this week. I don't know if you caught it. Uh, LeBron on the Athletic says changes to overtime are being discussed, as if three on three isn't gimmicky enough already. <laughs> so. One of the changes that they were talking about is that they're really sick of the idea that whoever wins the draw once overtime starts, they take it back into their zone, they regroup. Sometimes, as you mentioned, Sturm, money on draws, maybe not the most offensive weapon in the toolbox, so maybe you use him to win that draw, and then he gets his ass right off to the bench, and you bring on an Eklund or whoever, right? Right. Right. And you do that regroup thing, and you push forward, try to get a chance, blah, 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 blah. So one of the things they were talking about is making it so like you can't pass it. Like once you gain the offensive zone, if if something happens, uh, you know, like you take a shot, but you regroup, and okay, we're not feeling it. We need to get a change. They'll pass it back to the neutral. They're saying, no, no, no. Once you've gained the offensive zone, you cannot purposely – Go back to the neutral, which I'm. I I mean, you've heard me for two years. I hate that that's a thing, and I I've tweeted multiple times. Like, sorry to tell you, three on three sucks now, and it's become that. And it's because that's been like play one in the playbook. Well, and do, you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that game? And and I'm sure Puck guy, he has an incredible recall. He'll be the first one to tell you. What what was the game? It was between. Um, God, was Pronger involved? Wasn't it like Tampa Bay or St. Louis? One of those teams was involved, and it was they had some sort of play that they would run, and it had to do with the opposing team coming into their their defensive zone, and then then they would start to run whatever play it was. And finally, the coach of another team said, "No, no, no, we're just going to stack up in the neutral zone." And wait for you to make your move. Yeah. And then it ended up being like, you know, two minutes straight of guys just standing around in a shower of 
boos and jeers and what the fuck let's go yeah it was uh it was tampa I, it was tampa bay and philadelphia the one that the one there that comes go. to mind where yeah where i believe it was tampa bay they were doing like a one three one kind of setup in the neutral zone and and you're right it was the idea of like okay like we're just gonna stand here unless you come and and you come chase the puck and yeah, it pissed a lot of people off because, you know, people want excitement. And when you're standing there doing nothing, it's not exciting. Yeah. Um, so I fit. So my point is, it's like, um, was that, uh, was Tortorella with Tampa Bay at that point? No. Well, whoever it was, the, the, you know, one of the coaches, the, the coach basically solved what they were doing. Right. And I almost feel like teams have, you know, they've solved the three on three thing. And it's just kind of like, well, how many times are you going to change this shit up? Well, I think I don't think there's a problem with tweaking things, you know, um, like I saw one of the suge- one of the suggestions was a shot clock, which I'm not the biggest fan <laughs> of. Yeah, dude, um, like a shot counter like they have in basketball where it's like, OK, you have 24 seconds to get a shot off. Like, are right. you serious? The the one the one idea that I did like, which was also uh, pulled from basketball as well is if uh, after you cross the center ice line, if you take it back over the center ice line, it's a... You give up possession. Yeah, and I I think that one is fine because, you know, the whole point of three-on-three... Dude, we're bringing back the fucking red line? Well, I think in that that context is fine because when you have uh, something that is supposed to encourage scoring... Oh, dude, Swift Shark, dude. Swift Shark Conan hot, bro. (laughs) 50 bucks, bro. Actually, wow. actually, AJ, the Sharks beat the Yotes all three times they played last season. No, they didn't. Or what, did I get it inverted? Is that what it was? I thought he's. Uh, I thought he said the the that the the he said I'm going to donate a hundred bucks when the Sharks beat or when the Yotes beat the. Sh- oh, maybe he's right. When the Yotes beat the Sharks and the Sharks won all three times. Maybe that's okay. Maybe you got it. Okay. Hey, yeah. dude, I hey, I love to be corrected. Real, you know, facts matter. So, but uh, dude, shout out to Swift Shark. That's very nice. Of huge you. shout out, dude. Nevertheless, nevertheless, thank you guys for the great coverage. You do fan a fantastic job each week. Thank you, sir. That is so cool. <laughs> shout out. That's, oh that's man, rad. that's we... so cool, dude. <laughs> dude, we held on to that screenshot for how many shows? <laughs> you every time you mentioned Arizona, it went up. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was awesome. Uh, bringing back. Oh, see, <laughs> we might have to. We might have to do something. Might. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, Swift Shark. We're we're you. You're gonna. You're getting a giveaway tonight, right? Jot that down, jerk. Uh, Ian saying bringing back the red line would and and it and then the comment left. Bringing back the red line would be the fucking worst. Breakaway. Nope. Face off. So much more exciting. Yes. Yeah. No. I I agree. Br- bringing back the red line is an absolutely terrible idea. But I think in three on three, if you're gonna go backwards over the red line, I think I don't think it needs to be a stoppage. I think I literally think you do like street hockey rules where you just fire it into the zone and the other team takes it out. Yeah. No. I'd be I'd be down with that. So that you I'm know. fine with. But uh, but yeah, Swift Shark. Uh, yeah. Stick around. We're we're gonna get your information in some way, shape, or form. You're getting a fucking prize for that because that that's like, dude. But also comment on the side here, and if you do play and your entry is under a different name, then okay, my bad. But like, it it appears as though you don't enter the giveaways. You should do that. <laughs> oh yeah, Swift Shark, get in. 
I encourage I encourage everybody to join. If you listen to the show and you don't enter enter the giveaways, I recommend that you do because you know. And tonight's winners will tell you it really is anyone's game. <laughs> totally. And you may have noticed how I said winners. Yes, we have them more than winners. One. Yes, There's, we we understand the plurality. <laughs> Uh, the, hey, whoa, hey, I know the, words. <laughs> the other really cool thing, though, that I'm totally here for, the, 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 pro, the, the change that they were touting is that if a team draws a penalty shot, and let's be honest, penalty shots, pretty rare in hockey. I mean, do, do we even average one a week? I don't think we do. Maybe three a, <sighs> three a month? Dude, three a month is way too high, if you ask me. See? But the idea it might be three a season, honestly. Oh God, is it that bad? So I would I would say six a season. Either way, well, you know what? I would uh, let's just say one a month. Sure. Okay. So, but the the so the proposal change. If a team draws a penalty shot, the team can choose anyone on the team to take it. You know, so if you get like the worst guy. On Edmonton takes a stupid, you know, let's just for, for shits and giggles. And I'm not saying that Darnell wor- nurse is the worst, but I'm just saying for whatever reason, nurse finds himself in a position. He gets a, a mini breakaway. It's enough though, that he gets taken down. And of course, in that situation, I could see whatever playing, whatever player having the opportunity to take him down. Cause of a nurse on a break. He's you know, Penalty shot. He's not going to score. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, no. Okay, so McDavid, you're taking the shot. Which that's kind of... Dude, I not, love this idea. It's a little bit... Um, that's spicy. It's a little bit like... Uh, so in the Olympics, um, during the if a game goes to the shootout, after the first three shooters, you can send out whoever you want as many times as you want. Well, see, okay, well, that's it, kind of a similar, not quite the same, but sort of similar to what you're saying. Well, eyes on your own paper, because I, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do was take this shit a step further and mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? Let let's you know, team chaos, baby. You know, I, I know Ian is the president, but team chaos, baby. When it comes to the shootout, just f- fuck it. Just designate your best shooter versus their best shooter, best of three. There you go. I think that would yeah. be hysterical. It's like, could you imagine if uh, Edmonton and the Sharks go to a shootout, at, at least where we're at right now? It's like, okay, Hurdle versus McDavid, go. Best of three. Good luck. And the th- and the thing is, like, I don't, like, on its own, I'm not the biggest fan of that idea only because it does sound gimmicky. But at the same time, the shootout is already gimmicky, so why not? You oh, know? yeah, like lean into it, right? That said, I think if you, you know, it, it, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're putting, we're putting a bandaid over, uh, you know, a mortal wound. A, yeah. Like I, I, I think, and I don't know. I, I mean, I would love 10 minutes of three on three as much as the next guy, but yeah, NHLPA me, ain't going for that. Well, not even necessarily that, but I just think like if you do, I think they would. But if you do 10 minutes of three on three, guess what? It's going to be 10 minutes of dropping it back, not taking a shot. Da, yep. da, da, da. And it's going to be, yeah, five more minutes of the same. Right. That's why I think you have to do like like the article is saying, if there is a change to be made, you know, either the shot clock or, you know, doing like a like how basketball, they have a backcourt violation, like doing something like that. But is this it, from the last time I looked, I thought 
the numbers said 67, 68, basically a little better than two-thirds of games that go to overtime are settled before it goes to the shootout. So it's like, is this a solution in search of a problem? Yeah, I think it could be. You know, it's like if 20% of the games were over in those in those five minutes, then I'd be like, okay, maybe it needs to be tweaked. But when two thirds of the games are being completed in that five minute, I'm going, there's not a problem here. Right. But I don't know, but but you recall last week I had said like, you know. I'd be interested I, I, to I, see what the numbers are year over year over like the last five years. Like, is the number declining? Right. I don't know. Like, like, like I was saying last week, dude, I don't know that I necessarily subscribe to the idea of every game needs a winner. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but that's, dude, that's where we're at. That's the, you know, the new NHL, dude. They're, 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 there's no tying in hockey. Like, I think tying is fine. I think tying, I think tying is more genuine than getting a victory because of a skills competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that, but again, but then again, we can go down the rabbit hole of, you know, every game should be worth three points. <laughs> right. Which, <laughs> if it hasn't happened now, it's probably never going to happen. Exactly. So let's move on to our tweet of the week. And this is a, a spicy meatball that kind of hits home. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Pashelka. Uh, you know, our, our chief numero uno beat reporter for the Sharks threw out the tweet on the 7th that said tonight's announced attendance. This is following the uh, game versus, who the hell we play the first game? Florida. <laughs> uh, threw this out and said tonight's announced attendance, 10,074. Uh, barely, I think, beating the, uh, what, what's the all-time? I have it written, 10.59. So, just barely beating the all-time worst attendance ever, which I'm on record right now. I think that's going to happen against Winnipeg here in a couple of weeks. But <laughs> either way, Pashelka put, you know, heard closer to 6,500. Former sports guy. I mean, if if you ever watched pre-post a few years ago, I think it was before this. Uh, the this was back in the days, uh, and I know I know uh, Puck guy will keep me honest, but I think this was back in the days when it was CSN, Comcast mm -hmm. Sportsnet. But those were it was back in the days when they would have Kerr, or, um, Kevin Kurz on the panel from some t some from time to time. But Ross McKeon would jump in there. But you see him <laughs> tweeting looks closer to fifteen hundred, and it did. The fucking building looked empty. But Randy, we hey, we know him, we love him. But he decided to respond. The NHL announces tickets issued. Why do you keep harping on this point? Now, to be fair, Ross has only tweeted about this twice this season. We're on game 17. I, I don't I don't know that I would call that harping. But well. The, but the, well, let me finish with this is I don't, I wouldn't call that harping, but the other thing is there's been several times this season, last season when Pashelka and, and in fact, Pashelka did it earlier this week, I believe before the Florida game, before the game was even started a few minutes before the puck drop, he tweeted out, looks like it's going to be one of those quote, create your own energy nights. 
<laughs> you know, clearly alluding to the fact that the barn was empty. Right. Shalena, friend of the show, has made similar type tweets. Neither of them have ever been called out by anybody. So I just thought, I, I don't know. I thought it was odd for, for Randy to, you know, get in Ross's kitchen over this. Again, I don't think two tweets is harping on it, but the other thing is, who cares? Like we all, we all knew this, you know, winners, they sell out bad teams for the most part, unless you're Toronto, right? You're, you're, right. you know, like ticket sales are going to go down when the team is not playing well. So I don't know. I just, I didn't understand why it was such a, a, a big deal to tweet this. We all have eyes. We can all see that the barn is empty. It happens when they start winning again, when they're playing exciting hockey again, they're all going to come back. Well, I just think like, I, it seems to me like, um, you know, like Randy Hahn, like he's obviously being a company guy here, which I respect that, but at the same I, I respect time, like, we, and we love Randy, we love the whole like, broadcast crew, but like, like some things, some things just don't need to be said. Exactly. Like, Ross, you know, Ross, I know, you know, Ross is a, he's a journalist at heart. He's just pointing out the facts. Like you don't need to like, like you said, you don't need to get into someone's kitchen because they're sharing a fact that you don't like, like just, you know, yeah, let it go. Just Scroll let, on. Just let, let, what is it? Let sleeping dogs lie. Is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it, that'd just... be like, that'd be like if I went on Twitter right now and I'm like, man, t- AJ's wearing a burgundy sweater and you got mad about that. It's like, I'm just, I'm just stating a fact. Yeah, it's like, it's like, he never wears burgundy. What the fuck's he wearing that for? Yeah, like, it's just such, <laughs> Why do you me, care? Just, yeah. Who cares? Like if he's so concerned about it, like why didn't he buy some fucking tickets and give them away? You know, right? like, well, and, and, uh, of note too, somebody else brought it up. I think, I don't know if it was you. I don't know. Somebody had said like, um, they're like, didn't he get to somebody else's kitchen? Um, yeah, you sent it to me. I don't remember who it was, though. No, no, but it was the Pittsburgh game that mm-hmm. somebody, some one of the, the whoever does Pittsburgh hockey now or whatever, like takes a photo of oh, the Marlowe yeah, yeah. banner, tweets it out and said, you know, uh, great guy, respect the history or whatever, still a bad trade for Pittsburgh. And, An objectively true thing. Yeah. And here comes Randy saying, you know, oh, oh, he only has this record and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like. Like, dude, you can just keep scrolling. That's when, that's when, uh, if you're in a, if you're in a court trial, that's when your lawyer would say objection relevance. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like he, you know, chief had an opinion. We all do. No one's saying that they're right or wrong or anything like that, but I don't know. It's just, again, it hurts, dude. that's the whole thing. It's like, look, I get it. You know, you're paid by the team and you want to defend your, the team. That's great, but I think sometimes we just got to let it go. We can all see it, you know, did, uh, Gen X, you know. Who? <laughs> Our buddy Gen X. He, uh, I can't remember which which game it was. I think it was either Philly, might have been Florida, or he even, like, DM'd me, and he's like, are you at this game? Because you might be the only one there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's the, this is it's what's going to happen, you know, when when the Niners sucked, you know, where they kept changing coaches and quarterbacks every year, they mm-hmm. had that stretch. They sucked. And you know what? Weren't selling out. 
<laughs> you right, know, it's like it, it happens. What's the big what's deal funny? when you go, woof, oh, super you know empty tonight? You know what's funny though is, is similar to the Sharks, right? Like, and and you made the point. You know, there have been a couple eras like that for the Niners, right? But I think the one you're specifically referring to is like the early aughts, right? Early mid aughts. And uh, uh, yeah, it was after it was post Mariucci. And it was like, you know, they had what Tim Rattay and JT O'Sullivan and like, and who, yep. who's that? And who, right. and, but, you know, but it, it, it's, but it's funny though, because like similar to the sharks, right? Like you're saying like how, like during these eras, like Niners games weren't super attended, which again is an objective fact. Man, fucking but Trent you, Dilfer. Jesus. But you're going to, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot of people who like, you know, wearing the Niners jersey and they might and you know it's it's usually it's going to be like a Steve Young jersey right and they're gonna be like man I remember Mike Singletary da, 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 da. and it's like okay <laughs> how many games did you go to that season like oh dude totally and hold on Ruby you're not seeing me tweet SSE would rather sell tickets to their employees instead of giving them away when home games are pretty much empty every game yeah mm-hmm. oh and Jesse pointing at yeah Tom Sula Ugh. all right for Niners throwback everybody but Dude, um, and Martin Jeffries, have the Giants sold out every game since 2014? No! <laughs> Not even fucking close. <laughs> and there's even been times where Crook and Kipe, you know, it's a it's a Wednesday with a 12.30 start, fucking end of July versus the, a shitty Rockies team. And it's, you know, well, well, we're out here at the ballpark, uh, you know, plenty of seats available if you got nothing literally better to do, <laughs> you know, like they've called it because we all have eyes. We can all see there's a lot of seats available. And then look, just some matchups, you know, they draw and some don't. I just, again, I just, I thought it was silly to, to even get into that whole thing because we're, we're a more educated fan base than we were 20, 25, 30 years ago. And so <laughs> the fact that people are going, I don't understand why people aren't here. Have you seen the fucking win loss record? Have you looked at the roster? You were, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> five, five years ago, you know, it was, or, you know, back 2019, it was Jesus Christ. Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Joe Pavelski, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Logan Couture, Tomas Hurdle, Mark Edward Vlasic. I mean, you had this laundry list of names that you could market. Stacked, yeah. Yeah, dude. Where are we at today? It's Tomas Hurdle and should be should be William Eckland. Should but be. as we talked about a couple weeks ago, the marketing team is not up to task. Yeah, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you, I'm, my mind is totally turning on this Niners point that you brought up. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing that you mentioned. Check the JT. fucking hoodie, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing that you mentioned JTO Sullivan, dude. That guy had 14 games with the Niners and threw 11 picks, and he had the and he had the audacity. I remember this. I was only, I think, was only 13 at the time, but I remember this. He right. had the audacity to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really struggling because, like, you know, the headset in my helmet is is fucked up. And it's like, dude, you've thrown 11 <laughs> picks in 14 games. Yeah, like, dude. get a new fucking helmet. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, it's the headset. It's right. oh, You can't hear the play. Did you see the open receiver? Did you hit him? Yeah. Shut so up. I, that I just, I, you totally brought me down a rabbit hole with you mentioning <laughs> JT O'Sullivan. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, all right. So we move on. From the tweet of the week to 
that other team in San Jose. All right. Was not a good week for the Barracuda. Played a pair. Did they play on Tuesday as well, or is, am I, like, inventing shit in my mind? Mm. Ooh, yeah, that sounds right. I thought, Well, didn't they play two in Calgary last weekend? Yeah, it was... Um... No, it, I'm sorry. It was last Sunday, and then it was just Friday, Saturday. So you might just be making it up. Okay. Two so, losses against the Eagles, unfortunately. Yeah, well, at least one came in overtime last night. I was there. It was fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Just keeps getting worse for the for the Eagles. They still are ninth. At least the last time I checked, they might have fallen to 10th. <laughs> they clearly need to find a win streak. Dude, um, there's all this talk. We, we've seen on social media, <laughs> if, if you want to invoke ignorance, that's fine. <laughs> but there's been a lot of talk with the Sharks over the, you know, the first 15 games. Oh, Quinn needs to go. Mm-hmm. We need a new fucking coach. Completely ignoring the fact that this team just lacks talent. Right. How is it that we're not, well, okay, I think I know the reason why. It's just because... People just aren't invested in the CUDA. But for the people who are, how are we not seeing a group of people shouting from the rooftops, Johnny Mac needs to go? Yeah. I mean, especially because this is the second year in a row where on paper the Barracuda have been expected to be like just a wagon and also the second year in a row that they've fallen well short of that, you know? This is what I'm saying. I don't understand why there aren't big calls for Johnny Mac. Like, granted, you know, I was at the CUDA game last night. I don't know that there was more than a thousand people there. Not a single sign up saying, you know, new coach, you know, Spanish archer for Johnny Mac. I don't know. I think the CUDA would be better served with a new bench boss. Maybe one that has some ability, some, shall we say, experience in developing players at that level. Perhaps a <coughs> Jay Woodcroft, <coughs> you know, <laughs> like maybe, uh, I think I would like that, but it is what it is. As you know, the new pucknologist for this season, we don't go too d- far down the Barracuda hole. Uh, I don't even know who the hell they're playing this week, but. What I do know is that this past week, Ian Reed spoke with voice of the Barracuda. Nick Nolenberger, along with Kevin Lacey, had a nice talk for about an hour or so. We love catching up with him. So if you want to learn more about the CUDA, make sure you roll it back on this YouTube channel. Make sure you hit up that talk, listen to what's going on there. And if you want to keep up to date on, boy, uh, who's that cat with the, uh, with the London Knights? That's uh Haltonen. Yeah, Haltonen. He's lighting it up. Didn't Musty like uh pick up a two gamer? Mm-hmm. What what the hell did he do? <laughs> I know he got s- sat for a couple games. He did something stupid. <laughs> but either way. Uh, there's still even in spite of that though, there's like for for once, right? It, it feels like there's a lot of excitement, you know? Oh, you're definitely hearing the names. And Jules, Jules is tweeting a bunch about him too, which Dude, is awesome. Jules, 
uh, our buddy Mark E. Mark, uh, Lacey, of course, doing live tweeting on the, the the prospects and when he's at CUDA Games, and of course Ian Reed sharing those gifts whenever he can from the CUDA Games. So you want to keep up to date with what is happening on at the prospect level and that group. Follow them on the Tweety. Of course, you can find it all on Teal Town USA, and even uh, Puck Guy throwing it in it. What's his? What's his? Cag- Cagnoni. Yeah, he for Portland. He's been playing really well too. He's well over point per game with Portland. As this is Winterhawks too. Yep. Oh shit! You go. Yeah, he's at uh <laughs> last check. Last check, I think he's at something. It's it's something crazy. It's like twenty five and twenty five and twenty or twenty five and fifteen. It's something crazy. Like he's just on a rip right now. That's nice. And uh, oh, yeah, but, 26 and 16. That's what it is. But uh, bad news on the prospect level. Didn't McAniemi just get sent to Wichita? Yeah, but I think that's more conditioning than anything else. All right. But hey, you know, we're, we're just, you know what? We're not saying it's good or bad. We're just saying it is. That's what we saw. <laughs> to go back to uh, something we were talking about a few minutes ago. We're not saying it's good. We're not saying it's bad. We're just saying, hey, it's something that happened. But damn. There are some interesting names. I, I'm excited to see what this team looks like once Vlasic is off of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Three yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Three years from now, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm not saying don't go and support him now. Absolutely go do it. But uh, And Ian pointing out, yeah, McAniemi conditioning stint. So there you go. All right, prize time, baby. Now that we're 90 minutes in, let's roll. Uh I don't. I what the hell was the question last week? I we we come up with them in the heat of the moment, and then I, dude, I fucking forget about them before I go to bed that night. So what what was it? The question was how between the game against Florida and the game against St. Louis, St. Louis, how many shots combined will the Sharks block? Ah, yes, and how many were there? So there were twenty two against Florida, and twenty one against St. Louis. And if you're doing the math at home, that's forty three. And who was it? There was somebody uh, like halfway through the second game that like tweeted and, and said they'd already lost the contest or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I just I so and I mentioned it. I do want to say and and uh, we had mo- multiple forty three guessers. We had two winners, and I do want to and I do want to give a shout out. Uh, a it's a name that I only started recognizing this season, um, but they've played in every, I believe, every giveaway since this season has begun. Uh, Laura, Laura's guess was so, 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 so close. Um, they were, they were feeling a bit cheeky, and they said forty-two point eight. Hell <laughs> yeah, dude! And uh, unfortunately, forty-two point eight is not forty-three. I, I'm so upset that that wasn't it. <laughs> um, dude, that's close enough for me. But we had we had two winners, and so there that were two nailed it at forty three. Hell so yeah! Winner number one is <laughs> Sean Sean Rashkes. I hope I'm saying that right. And if you recall, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Sean Rashkes last year was the winner of the 49ers jersey. Oh, awesome! I'm, and, I'm so happy you're keeping track of this. Yeah, and winner number two, which I think this one made it really interesting. Winner number two is uh, Brandon Workman, who, if you remember from three weeks ago, was the fake winner of Mystery Box 1. Oh, that's right! (laughs) The one who originally won, and then because of my stupid math error, did not win. Oh, shit. And fuck, what what did we send them? Because I don't want to send them the duplicate thing. 
I'll I'll send I'll send Brandon an email and ask what you sent and then see if we can't get that changed. But, yeah, um, yeah, we don't we don't want to send yeah, them I mean, like two, some fucking thirteen hurdle bobbleheads. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah, two winners, Brandon and Sean. So hell yeah, awesome. All right, Love so that. two two winners from last week. So you have to do. Do we get the winner winner from the previous week? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Bozosaurus. I don't know if you checked the sheet or not, but their shipping address is on there. Okay, so we and I saw Bozo in here earlier. So yeah, all right. So, dude, I'm feeling yes. really good about the the giveaways so far. How, uh, how many technologists have we done since the start of the season? Like, is this our fifth one? This week, if you encounter um. If you count the season preview, which I, don't, I do. I don't. Okay. I don't because we didn't do a prize on that one. Fair. Okay. So not counting the season preview, we've done one, two, three, four, five. Tonight is show number six. Yeah. So six of these. Wiener is a wiener. Hey, there's Bozosaurus right there in the chat. Um, dude. So six of these. We haven't had, uh, well, until, what you? Uh, I'm sorry, Brandon? What's his name? Brandon Workman. Yeah, so Brandon. Okay, so that's a double winner. Technically, I mean. Yeah, he, I was like, yeah, dude, that's the that was because of your mistake. But we're not going to fanatics this shit and make you give us money to fix our mistake. Right. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> like, yeah, like I originally thought he won, and then he ended up not winning. So. But we still know, hooked him of, up. Right. Because that's I, how we are. Right, and I still think, I still think. Both winners this week deserve a prize. Fuck yeah! Okay, Dude, they nailed it. Yeah, I'll give it to you. So I, I, I wanted I wanted to smooth that out before I before I sent out the email being like, "Hey, you won. Give me your address." <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, killer. So we got one for you for Thanksgiving week coming up. Of course, as we do, we hope all of you have a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. Uh, we all gonna. Have the little turkey, little stuff, and little tater. What? What's your go-to? What's your jam, dude? Is it? Is it the? Uh, is it the a yams? Bit. Is it? Is it the? Uh, the pumpkin pie? What? What's your? What's your? What? What? What's the thing that you're looking forward to the most to put on that plate? Well, I think a better question is, what are you not looking forward to? <laughs> okay, I mean, some people they they look at that cranberry and they're like, "Fuck you!" You know, everything else is good except the cranberry. And you know what? As we're about to close this uh, show out, I'm going to ask this to uh, all the lovely people joining us tonight, spending your Sunday nights with us. We appreciate that. Do us a favor. Please subscribe. But I want to know, what is the thing you're least looking forward to on your plate this coming Thursday? Are you not a stuffing fan? Are you? So, some people like to stuff the turkey with oysters. So this this might be controversial. Say it, baby. I am not, and I, I, I can already wait. Like, I'm going to say it and then give it 15 seconds, and the chat will catch up, and it's going to blow up. I am not a mashed potatoes guy. Really? How do you fuck that up? Right. Oh, so hold on. I'm sorry. Before you get there, and this is, this is on me, uh, and Brett, I'm so happy that you pointed this out. For the Halloween show, uh, AJ, he called me, he called off my Halloween outfit first as Dante from Clerks, and he was supposed okay. to win something. So, Brett, do me a favor. Uh, if you have a Twitter account, hit up Jerk on the Tweety. You can see his handle right here, at hockey underscore jerk. If you don't have Twitter, email him, hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com, and put your name in there, Brett. You know, put what you just 
wrote in the uh, chat here that said, you know, I won the Hall Halloween stream guessing AJ's costume. Send me my shit. Cause, cause, literally, because that's what it was. So anyway, yeah, we'll, I'm sorry. We'll so you're that. you're not a Tater fan. No, so here's uh <laughs> dude, Ruben's calling you out, bro. So let me let me let me walk you through this. Is, let me walk dude, you through Ruben's what's calling happen. you out. So I'm gonna get my plate. And yeah, Brad, I'm sorry. I get so many emails. I usually am just looking for the number. Um, but I'll go back and see if I can find it. There you go. Um so sorry, sorry, Brett. What well, dude, but we're definitely gonna hook you up, dude. Might be a little late. Might be, you know, we might fanatics this shit, but we'll still get you. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, they you know said, dude, puck guy with the fucking. All right, we're doing power rankings for Thanksgiving sides. Yep. Okay. I, <laughs> I, Brett, I just found your email. I'm gonna put you on the sheet for uh, AJ to see, and we will get you taken care of. Yeah. Have no fear. We got you, bro. Um. And so thanks here, for me... thanks for pointing that out, Brett. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, of course. So here, let me let me walk you through my let me walk you through it. What what are you hitting when you're walking around the buffet? So and and this is in no particular order. I'm just going to kind of throw out what I'm going to get. Sure. So obviously, I think it goes without saying, turkey. Yeah. And so there's kind of a so every year we go to my aunt's house and it's me um, among the like uh, you know the, all of us you know there's there's five cousins. It's me, my brother, and then we have three cousins, and so for years like since we were kids right it was like every year it was like okay whose turn is it for the turkey leg and it was like okay <laughs> one you know and so obviously there's two right and so one year it'll be you know you two one year it'll be you two one year it'll be you two da, 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 da. and you know pe people's people's desires people's interests they evolve over time you know oh you know what uh, i'm not really turkey leg guy anymore i'll just whatever and so through all this time i mean we've been going to their house for thanksgiving for gosh 15 years and there's a point in here somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I, I, I'm, <laughs> We're not I'm there yet. I'm, We're not there I'm, yet. <laughs> I'm painting the picture for you. We, we, we've actually, we've actually gone, you know, this show is not taking as much time as normal. So we have some extra time. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so through me and my, me, my brother and our cousins. All right, go ahead. I'm getting a beer. Keep going. I'm the only, well, you got to hear this. This is important. I can still hear it. <laughs> I'm the only one who has survived the, the you know, I'm the only one who's who's kind of survived in the oh who wants the turkey leg. I'm the only uh, one that survived this game. story. So so every year it's kind of an unspoken rule. My aunt always says, "Okay, turkey leg, here you go. I, it's right on the side for you. Go ahead and grab it whenever it's your turn." So turkey leg, of course. Then you know some get some cut meat as well. Um, uh, so obviously turkey, a nice helping of turkey stuffing. I'm a big stuffing guy. I think I probably of all done of us, well. It, hell yeah. Yeah, I think of all of us at the of all of us who go to Thanksgiving, I think I probably like stuffing the most. I, and my, dude, and my I'm going to say my this, aunt knows this, dude. There's nothing worse than bad stuffing. Totally, and my aunt knows this too. So like, you know, like I'll just fuck it up with stuffing, and like she she knows, you know what I mean? She knows <sighs> that it's going to get eaten, so yes. she doesn't trip about it. Stuffing a little extra gravy, fuck yeah. Uh, corn, you know, I get corn too. Yep. Um, some years, some years it's uh, canned corn. Some years it's on the cob. I don't discriminate. I like both. Hell yeah. Um, and then uh, you know that those are kind of my big three. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not a mashed potato guy. I'm not a green bean casserole guy. Um, so and then from there, you know, because it's 
it's a lot, I will say. But then, you know, from there, it's like loaded up on the rolls. You know what I mean? Give me a couple white. Give me a couple wheat. Um, you know, have a nice spread. You know, really kind of get after it. Um, last couple of years, uh, I've taken a nap on my aunt's couch to kind of recover. <laughs> I fully, I fully plan for that to be in the itinerary again. Um, and then my cousin, she every year she makes a uh, homemade pumpkin pie. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get after that too. Um, and it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be off the hook. <laughs> so, and, jerk, dude. <laughs> I know. And, and, and people are and people are memeing on me right now. But here's what you have to understand. Here's what you need to understand is Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And so every year that it comes around, I'm like ready to go. Yes, mac and cheese, Twonsky, Tuski, Toonski, however you say it, Twonsky. <laughs> we, mac and cheese is not a staple every year at Thanksgiving. It's kind of like a rotating side. But when it's when it's there, man, we get after it. <laughs> Dude, I'm waiting for you to go like full Adam Sandler. Turkey, turkey, turkey. Dude, I, I'll, I will it, somebody's going to have to remind whoever is listening. Who? Around Thanksgiving, send me a note on Twitter. I will take a picture of my fucking spread right before I get after it, and I will post it out. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm here for the fans. I know? gotta say, dude, I I I kind of I kind of love it all, dude. Like that, that's my, the best way to go approach it, dude. My fam, uh, it's obviously it's the the turkey, the stuffing, the gravy, the taters, the sweet taters, mm -hmm. um. Uh, the the cranberry the the pumpkin pie apple the, pie uh, sometimes we do both in fact my wife mm -hmm. uh, the sister is doing pumpkin my wife is doing cherry apple pie okay and it's yeah, both, it, and it's both dude are, I've both are a fixture every year but I'm definitely pumpkin guy oh but oh see, no I got to go both okay that's <laughs> right. hey dude even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh I'll do it See, but and and of course, just even a little uh, little side salad, maybe a little Caesar or something, because you know, sure. little little we call that the appetizer, if you will. But uh, yeah, I'd be hard pressed to find something from Thanksgiving. You know, there's one thing that they will uh, either uh, my sister in law or occasionally my wife, if she gets um, on the hook, is the green bean casserole. Mm -hmm. I still dig it. But, you know, like, it, it's one of those things, like, if you put all the things that you typically have on a Thanksgiving, like, you have to cut one, it'd probably sure. be the green bean casserole. Yeah, but, and, and the thing is, I, I like green beans. I, dude, I love the green bean casserole, but on, I just on like Thanksgiving? more. <laughs> yeah, dude. I needs my turkey, needs my stuffing, needs my taters, needs my sweet yams and all that shit. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm I, I gotta be honest, like, I'm... I'm as soon as the calendar flipped to November, I was excited for Thanksgiving. And the fact that this week is coming up, the fact that we are talking about it, I'm like, I'm so hyped. Like, I cannot wait. Um, oh, dude. And we're that much closer. See, the fun thing that we should also point out is that next Sunday on the Pucknologist, we will be at the quarter pole. 21 games played. And yeah. I think we're all at that point looking forward to the NHL website putting the little E next to the Sharks, officially <laughs> eliminated. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ramon Garcia with a controversial take. We might need to. What's, we might need to open an investigation. Yeah. Say it. That ham better than turkey is. Uh, um, that's a choice. 
no, no, no. Hold on. If if we're saying ham is better than turkey on Thanksgiving, I disagree. Overall, the other 364 days of the year, I probably would agree with Ramon. Let me ask. Fair enough. Okay, let me ask you another question while we're on the topic. Yeah. When it comes to and. I'm going to say pumpkin pie just because I am a pumpkin pie guy, but use your imagination. Whatever pie you're going to be getting after on Thursday. Yeah. And just straight up, it's a pick em. Say right? it. Cool Whip, whipped cream, vanilla ice cream. Oh, the ice cream all the way, every time. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the only right answer. <laughs> okay. Whip, that's what I'm whip, saying. <laughs> I will say this. Vanilla ice cream always. But what whip, kind of vanilla ice cream? Who's your manufacturer? Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh, no. That shit is key. Dude, <laughs> vanilla, dryers. Dryers. I, you know, dryers popped into my mind just because that's the only brand that came to mind. But I'm not really a, a brand rep when it no, comes no, to No, no, no. No, dude, dryers. That's, okay, fair it, enough. It's, it's huge. Huge. But okay, for, dude, I'm getting hungry. We got to get out of here. For me, it's vanilla ice cream always. Whipped cream, like, whipped cream is your backup goalie. <laughs> who's, and, your e, who's your e-bug? The e-bug is nothing. I would rather have nothing <laughs> than Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. Than... Cool Whip is... Hold on. You're, you're actually pronouncing that incorrectly. It's Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip is not on my active roster. Cool Whip. Anyway. Uh, cool Whip is not on my active roster. So let's get back to the fucking prize we're doing this week. <laughs> we went down a goddamn Why? rabbit hole for Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. So this week's question: How many plates will hockey jerk eat at Thanksgiving? How many pounds of turkey is dude? No, jerk in a fucking okay, plow. Okay, I I have kind of, I I have a kind of I've got kind of a fuck you. A, we're not doing it, but go ahead. No, no, no just <laughs> okay. So for those for those who don't know, I'm you know I've been on a on a uh, like a diet life journey the last five months. Rock so, on. Uh, Thursday morning and Friday morning. I will weigh myself both days. How many pounds will I gain from Thursday to Friday? <laughs> oh man, that's more of a joke. Obviously, it's gonna be hockey related. Oh, for Pete's sakes! All right, we gotta go. So, this Thanksgiving week, the Sharks are playing. Keep me honest. Four games, right? Vancouver, Seattle, Montreal, Vancouver. Oh, that's right. Seattle, Montreal sandwiched between a pair against Vancouver. Uh, Montreal, of course, being the uh, fun game that's going to be played on Black Friday at 1230. That is Dan Rusinowski Day. So Rumor it, has it I might be at that game. Oh, shit. Don't tease me, motherfucker. Let a Which brother, means let a brother you know, know. Let a brother know. With the jerk bump, you know what that means. Uh-oh. Does that mean Rusinowski's getting a hat trick that game? Shark money line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, four games this week. We're doing, because it's Thanksgiving, yep. we're, we're giving out the hat trick prize pack. What does okay. that mean? That means that means the box that includes the hurdle bobblehead, mm -hmm. the shark's lunchbox, Mm -hmm. And the uprising jersey, and even over here, I'm pulling them out. Hold on, there's a lot of them. All right, one of these uh, autographed signs, Sharks territory. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of autographs on this particular one, as you can see, and there's some autographs on this one. You can. Uh, 
contact puck guy. He is the uh, master of knowing everybody's uh, signatures. There's, oh, this one actually on the bottom, signed by Long Beach native Matt Nieto. <laughs> Michael Molasses better win. Yeah, oh, shit. We might have, oh, do we have to put this off to the side for Molasses? Uh, <laughs> but we also have a couple blank ones. Uh, but there, I know there's some other ones that are uh, some older ones that are signed. Uh, this one, who is it? Oh, Nick Malosh. Malosh. Who? <laughs> however you want to say it. Um, Jeffrey VL. Hey, now. You know, there's some good ones in here. Uh, who is, oh, dude, Antoine Bebo. <laughs> dude, I mean, we got some old school in here. Uh, Jake Middleton. Ooh, nice. You know, there, there's some decent ones in here. Uh, that one, not so much. Oh, Scott Reedy. Remember that fucking guy? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. We and so this is uh, the Thanksgiving prize hat trick prize pack. It will include one of these placards. Mm-hmm. So I can hear you saying to yourselves right now, AJ, just ask the fucking question already, so I can email jerk. Here it is. Four games starting yep. tomorrow, manana, against Vancouver in Vancouver. Got to get the answers in quick. Yes, I'm. In fact, those answers need to be in by 6 p.m. November 20th. All right. Hockey Jerk 10, Hockey Jerk 10 at gmail.com. Uh, it, would, if, it would be nice if in the subject line you put like, Thanksgiving contest. Just saying. And if it's an unread email, I can I can put it together. Yeah. So by 6 p.m. tomorrow, which is November 20th, your question, your mission, shall you choose to accept it, is to determine the closest without going over over four games, the combined time on ice. Tomas Hurdle will spend over those four games. So Hurdle's combined time, combined time on ice or average per game? I combined. Sure I right. combined, combined. Combined. So it's like if he plays 20 minutes against Vancouver and 19 against this team, and but no, no, no. Your your number is probably going to be somewhere in the ballpark between like 76 and 86. Okay. Well, and here, would you like a uh, somewhere in that ballpark? Would you would you like um, would you like a little factoid to kind of make? Hey, dude, keep... butter my toast. Yeah, just to well, you know, just again, you know, every week we kind of make a habit of like telling people what happened this week, just to kind of give them a ballpark. Yeah, the, um, in the two games this week, what, what what was his time on ice versus Florida? What was his time on ice versus St. Louis? So it was 21-33 against the Panthers and 19-04 against the Blues. So if you combine them together, that's 40 minutes and 37 seconds in two games. There you go. That so, said, one of those games they were trying to tie it up. One of those games they were leading by a lot of goals. That's something to keep in mind. Also keep in yep. mind, this is two games. We're asking about four. Exactly. So whatever, whatever you're feeling, just if I can give you advice as a gambler, whatever you whatever comes to your mind first, Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. And Jesse's saying average time on ice this season for Hurdle, 2045. So you might want to just take that number, times it by four, hope you get lucky. Tiger sending <laughs> me his entry in a decimal form, which means I have to convert it. That's oh, annoying. That, oh, that's spicy. <laughs> but you know what's really funny, though? Tell <laughs> is, me. Uh, is uh, Jesse L. 
saying average time on ice this season, 2045. Would you like to talk to Jerk so far this season about the law of averages and how that's worked out for him? (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) So, um, let, let's finish off the bets. Uh, again, we already talked about the earlier bets. Uh, the Sharks, uh, I think now, what, 29? 29 home games to go. And the Sharks need to win six more by four or more goals. I think we're feeling... Wait, no, 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 no. They need to score four more goals. Yeah. They need to score four goals in four. six games. Not win by four, score four. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, um, did I say that incorrectly? That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm gonna sorry. say because I'm gonna lose if that's yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, have to score four or more goals. Even if they lose ten to four, jerk wins. <laughs> so yeah, four or more goals over the remaining. If if my math is right, twenty nine games. Yep. So, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I still think I'm gonna get hosed in the attendance bet. Because they keep handing out free tickets that get counted. That's fine. Uh, but, dude, December 12th, in a couple weeks, that game looks kind of ripe, dude. A Tuesday versus Winnipeg, and there's no promotion on the schedule to draw fans. I'm, I'm feeling like if I, if I don't win it that night, I think I'm probably fucked. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you before we get out of here because of your locale... Oh, and by the way, this is uh, something funny to just share with the audience that happened last night. And if you're in here listening or if you're listening on delay, thanks for saying hello. Appreciate that. But I was at Narrative Fermentations, no free ads, uh, Narrative Fermentations before the Barracuda game. Brett and I are having a beer, uh, sitting there shooting the shit, and dude comes by rocking shark swag. And he he is kind of walking by, and then he looks at me like does a double take, stops, and he goes, "Hey, do you do you have a podcast?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's such an interesting way to ask. Well, he's like, "Are you do you have a are you on a podcast? Do you have a podcast?" And I'm like, "Isn't everybody? Doesn't everybody have a podcast at this point?" Which, if anybody knows you, <laughs> that answer is a giveaway because you always talk about how many podcasts there are. Yeah, there's a bajillion, but I'm like, uh, I'm like, what? You don't have a podcast? <laughs> you know what's yours but uh anyway he's uh brett sold me out he goes yeah he's teal town don't let him bullshit you and i'm like and i'm like yeah and i'm like you'd listen he's like no every weekend every sunday and i'm like oh dude i appreciate that and uh in the funny for the contest though uh well i don't know i didn't ask him that but you know what the really funny thing is that i was with brett and and he kind of like leans in he goes is this hockey jerk <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, Jerk's in Vegas, bro. And he's like, this really isn't him. And I went, no, dude, it isn't. <laughs> I'm like, That's I'd fucking hilarious. tell you if it was. <laughs> but That's either funny. way, just a fun, fun thing that happened. But <laughs> d- going to the fact that you are in Vegas, um, I got to ask you Big Vote came down with. MLB that it's all approved that the A's can move to Vegas. I, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that all the people that need to, whether it's the mayor of Oakland and the San Francisco giants or whatever, they all tell John Fisher to go, 
because he needs somewhere to play after this season. They, their, their deal only goes through this year. They're mm-hmm. still going to need three years to build the, the venue in Vegas. Three years at least. Uh, yeah, minimum, because remember, they, they got to put the hotel around there too. You know, mm-hmm. they got a lot of shit to do. So my, my thing being, they, they only have a deal to play at the Coliseum one more year. I'm really hoping that the mayor, and if the mayor says, nah, you know what, you're abandoning us, fuck you, we're abandoning you, kiss my ass, we'd rather leave this, you know, these, these like 18 acres empty than, you know, have to deal with your slimy ass. Right. And then they like walk up to the giants and they're like, hey, you know, can we can we play in your park for three years while we cut you this fat check? And, you know, let's be honest, everybody loves money. You might just sit there and go, yeah, that's fine. Well, we love money. We'll take that. I'm I'm kind of hoping that the mayor of Oakland and the Giants say, you know what? We'll make a deal with you. Obviously, it would be the mayor first, but I'll make a deal with you. Yeah, you can do that, but we're going to Cleveland Browns this shit. And for those of you who don't know, the franchise that were the Cleveland Browns you know, in what, like the late nineties or whatever, they just fucking packed up their shit one day and moved to Baltimore and became the Ravens mm-hmm. just like in middle of the fucking night, a bunch of U-Hauls threw everything in the truck. We're out of here. But the thing is obviously because the Cleveland Browns franchise still exists, the city retained the name, the colors, everything about it. They said, no, you, you can go over there, but you need a new name and new uniforms and logos and all that shit. I'm really hoping that the mayor of Oakland says, oh, no, we have we will give you the Coliseum for free for the next three years. <laughs> Only if we are able to keep Oakland Athletics, the name, the logo, the colors, all of that shit, all of that history stays here in Oakland. You can become the fucking Las Vegas Bats. Or Golden Glovers, or glo- glove the the Las Vegas Golden Gloves, whatever. I hope that happens. But now that it's gone through, you're a Vegas resident. I mean, do you see Correct. anybody that's juiced about getting a leftover team? Because everybody's down with the with the uh, with the Golden Knights because quote unquote Vegas born dude. Every time I look on a Raider game, there's always more away fans than home fans. Yeah, so I I think the um the point that you mentioned about it being like a um you know, a relocated team as opposed to an expansion team, right? Yeah. I don't my personal opinion and and I admit that like who the who? people I've talked to on the subject like don't even come close to uh an authority on public opinion, right? <laughs> but but I, from the people that I have talked to, it doesn't matter if it's an expansion team, a relocated team, whatever. The vibe that I've gotten is that people are not really... They don't give a fuck, do they? They don't give a fuck. Like, I think, and I was having this conversation with somebody else a few days ago, I think... <laughs> Bro- you know, Brody about Ve- to make another video. <laughs> I think Vegas would be better suited getting either a basketball team or a soccer team before a baseball team. Uh, not only that, but... It's it's got to be expansion. It can't be relocation. I see, and I don't think that matters. Oh, I, I know. Like, I, oh, there, I feel like it is, does. 
there is a pride that comes with uh, there is a pride that comes with like a team only having played in your city. I do respect that. But at the same time, the point you made about the Raiders, like when the Raiders came here, they sucked. Like the Raiders but have not. Do, you been know that good. they still suck. No, but that's my point is that they've never been good since they've been here. Whereas the Golden Knights went to the final in their first season. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But again, I still go back to the whole idea of, you know, hashtag Vegas born versus, sure. you know, you're getting somebody's cast off. Right. I just think, like I said, I don't think it matters what the circumstances. I don't think baseball is something that people are really interested in here, especially because, and I don't think it has a lot to do with baseball as much as it has to do with construction. People who live in Vegas are sick of construction. Oh, of course. Absolutely suck of it. Sick but, of it. But I would also go to just the idea of the Raiders and the Golden Knights. When did they play? You know, during months right. where it's really nice or a little, a little chilly. Dude, I've been to Vegas in July. It sucks. Well, and that's why they're talking about doing the retractable roof, which but that's never going to fucking so happen. It's, it's not going to be a retractable roof, bro. It's, it's going to be, they're going to be in a fucking dome. Yeah. I just, the, don't, they, I, they, the, the, dude, they're going to be in a new sphere. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, like I said, I don't think it matters what the situation is. I just don't feel like there's an appetite for baseball here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, there's a minor league team here, the Las Vegas Aviators. I've taken in a couple of their games. They're quite exciting. Um, but they're not the most attended games, and that's fine. I just, I don't know. I It feels like a team is moving to, specifically for the A's, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to move here maybe because there's money involved or maybe because the television deal is really awesome, you know, but, like, there's not really been a clamoring for it. Uh, from a fan base, you know, there's not a lot of like, whereas with hockey, you know, hockey has a history in Vegas, but it's not super mainstream. And so it's like, oh yeah, okay. Hockey. Cool. We'll see. And football obviously was like, oh my God, we need football here. And football makes so much sense. Cause it's like, you can see it literally. It just makes so much goddamn sense. It's like, oh, okay. Sunday. So it's like, what do I do? Fly into Vegas Saturday morning, go for gamble party, uh, that night, whether, you know, go depending on who you're with, it's like, oh, we can have a go, uh, very nice meal. Maybe we can take in a show or if it's you and your homies, you're like, titty bar, you know, and then you get up the next morning and say, yeah, fucking football, blah, blah, blah. And then you're on the fucking plane home by like seven o'clock that night. And you just have a, a wild, fun football weekend. Like that totally makes sense. I just... Don't see somebody, hey, did you know that, uh, you know, fans of uh, the the uh, Minnesota Twins, <laughs> you know, like in the middle of July, hey, the Twins are playing in Vegas this Tuesday. Want to fly to Vegas on a Tuesday? Give me a break. Well, flying to Vegas on a Tuesday would actually be pretty cheap. But, uh, it'd be cheap, but, but you get what I'm not saying. Everybody is, not everybody's ready for the weather. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck off. But the other thing I wanted to ask you, dude, I've just been seeing article after article about F1 just absolutely destroying Vegas. When did, dude, did that even did that happen this weekend or is it next it was, weekend? The main, the main race was last night. So it's <laughs> that the, goes to show you how well they promoted it. I had no fucking idea when it was happening. Right. So it, at this point, the only thing at this point, the only thing left is just all the teardown. Right. 
And what Jesus I will tell you this, and Christ, I'm, I'm not, dude. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dox myself. I'm not gonna do it. But that, not dude, right. that is like the biggest case of blue balls. All that build up for nothing. Right. But here's the thing. I'm not gonna dox myself. But what I will say is that I live work, in Vegas. <laughs> I, I work for a organization slash business slash whatever you want to call it. Dude, just tell me you work for the Golden Knights. It's fine. No, I don't. <laughs> I I work somewhere that touches the track. Hey, oh, I was going to say, be careful about what you're touching. Right? Like, if I were to stand on the sidewalk in front of my work, I would be... Blocked off by a barricade? Correct. (laughs) And so let me explain to you. Let me explain it to you. Whip it out. The preparation for Formula One started in April. The the entire area of the track, they dug... um, Because, you know, for paving, they do, like... They'll they'll pave and then when they want to repave they'll like kind of scrape down like scrape down a layer and then repave it and yeah. restripe it and do all that kind of stuff. For Formula One, they scraped away two layers. So this, however many, whatever uh, they got rid of the boyfriend quarter, and the ex boyfriend. Two two and three quarter, two and a half miles, whatever it is of road. They dug two layers down. They repaved the whole thing. This started the paving started in April and it ended uh like right <laughs> last October, week, like right around <laughs> October first. So it was like. I'm tired. Like I said, tired of the construction. Fuck people up. The traffic. Fuck people up, dude. My my 25 minute drive home was taking on a good day, 50 minutes on a bad day. On a bad day, it was taking 70, 80 minutes. Uh, And aren't they doing this every year for the next 10 years? Yes. So what what people have said, what people have said is then when it is that when it comes time to get ready for F1 next year. The PT, PTO baby, I'm going to the, visit fucking the, somebody else. The deep, the uh, the deep and intense paving won't have to be done again. They'll just have to do a basic paving, which, according to them, won't take as long, and and maybe it won't. But that's not going to change the fact that there will still be multiple months of traffic and construction. And and like I said, dude, like you know, go on a map and look it up. Look look where Las Vegas <sighs> Boulevard is in relation to the 15 freeway. It's not far, no. and it shouldn't take me. And it shouldn't take me thirty-five minutes to get from Las Vegas Boulevard to the freeway. No, but it it's did. fucking stone's throw, dude. And, and, an, and, and for and the people annoying. that are somewhat bored by this conversation right now, I offer you this photo as we continue talking. Go ahead. And and so just the the construction and the traffic and all kinds of stuff. It was like I said, it was five and a half months of paving and then they come in oh we got to put up barricades we got to put up uh you know lighting truss and we got to put up uh blockades uh around you know all the viewing points and we got to do all this shit and run all these lights and and all kinds of stuff and so as somebody who works where the track was (sighs) i am so glad for it to be over i'm very happy that it's over all right. Well, until next year, uh, I, I look forward to a year from now where we're talking about Thanksgiving, the goddamn F1. So there you go. As we said, it is a going to be a very heavy holiday week for the Sharks playing four games, starting and ending with the Canucks, sandwiching in on Thanksgiving Eve, the first time that the Sharks will face a crack in this season. And then on Black Friday, a 1230 game. I might have to make my way over there. Uh we might have to, um, I don't know, maybe sit together at least in the same section so we can flip each other off. Sound good? Perchance. Okay. So, again, that's the Rusinowski Recognition Day. You can get yourself a Rusey towel. That'll be fun. Again, shout out to the peeps that hooked us up on the Venmo over this last week. Big shout out to Swift Shark earlier throwing down the fucking gauntlet with the donation. 
Super appreciate you, bro. And again, um, Swift Shark, if you're on the Tweety, at hockey underscore jerk, if you need to do it by email, hockeyjerk10 at gmail. Swift Shark, just put that in your email and fire that over to Jerk. We're, we're going to send you something, man, because that was just, that was, uh, that was a gauntlet. Dude, huge donation. That's what that was. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> so on Twitter, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can, uh, nobody needs to follow me. I'm fine. I got enough subscribers. Remember, though, to subscribe to this channel. I don't need Twitter, Twitter followers, but Teal Town USA. We can always appreciate a Twitter follow and a subscriber on the channel. And remember, leave your take in the comment section of this video if you weren't able to join us live because I, Ian loves to chat it up in there. And that's what we, that I appreciate that about you. Nice little letter Kenny reference right there. You can find links to our social media, podcast apps, and more included in the show notes. And you can get everything on tealtownusa.com. Remember, if you want VIP access to the Discord party that never ends, hit up the jerk man. He is the Discord deacon. And as always, we got four games this week. What does that mean? That means four after darks where you can hang out with Ian, Puck Guy, Landy, Dana, Jewels. Mark, who who am I forgetting? Kevin. Kevin. Felix. Felix. That's, uh, I still feel like we're forgetting somebody. I feel so bad. Uh, but the what the one cool thing that I do have to tell you, say it. I'm I'm. This is basically for you, jerk man. Mm-hmm. Next Sunday, not a pucknologist takeover. Hey, huge. <laughs> it's huge, huge. So uh, final thoughts as we head into this uh, kind of a short week for the working class, a long week for the hockey fan. How are you feeling? What are you looking forward to aside from the turkey day? What's going? Are you, are you looking forward to at least one game where the Sharks score four goals? Which well, game do you think they're with? Montreal? I mean, it's going to be the game I'm at for sure. Yeah, Montreal. Uh, so that's one right there. Um, if you'd like to meet hockey jerk, just show up to the game on Friday and watch who I'm walking next to. And chances are, I was going to say, I, I, you know, (laughs) despite the, despite the smoke and mirrors, I have no problem saying hi to people. It doesn't. Uh, Case in point, uh, our buddy Jerry, every time he emails, his, uh, every time he emails his pick to me for the giveaway contest, he always sends a nice note along with it because Jerry and I have met in person and we've had a conversation. Well, and hell of a nice fellow. Oh, he's like the nicest guy in the yeah. world. Like to, to almost to a fault. <laughs> no, you can never be that nice. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. I think Montreal for sure. I'm going to say it. Go. Say that's, it right that's now. the one you're looking forward to jerk, for the four goal Jerk game. bump right here. You know. Write this down, friends. Sharks money line, hammer the over. <laughs> hammer. We don't even know what it is, but take it. That's my that's my uh that's my gambling pick for this week. Uh if you <laughs> see the thing is I make all these gambling picks and I feel like everybody's like, Oh my god, fuck gambling. But I had somebody send me a note on Twitter. They were like, Hey, I followed one of your picks and I won some money, so thanks. And I'm like Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, love it when that happens. Yeah. So and if you like gambling, follow me. Follow Ryan too. Absolutely. Uh, but in, in something that I did want to note that we didn't get into earlier, but la- uh, last season, the Sharks, the forwards, just the forwards 
were averaging 5.43 points per game. This year right now, 17 games, 2.89. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't blame that on Blackwood and Kakinen. Nope. The, the defensive crew, 12 points in 17 games. That's 0.58 points per game. Last season, 2.33 points per game. Obviously, the Carlson effect, but still, you can't blame that on Kakinen and Blackwood. So for those of you who are like, you know, stop. <laughs> Educate yourself. Uh, so with that, we thank you very much for listening. This show went on about 45 minutes longer than I thought it would, largely because of uh, Jerk not being able to settle on a Thanksgiving food. Thank you. It's all good, dude. <laughs> it's all good. So we hope you have a fantastic end to your Sunday. I think I'm going to go uh, watch some John Oliver. But uh, we will catch you next Sunday following the Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to announce, of course, whoever won the hat trick prize pack along with talking about four games and who else knows what may occur. So with that, we thank you very much for joining us. And I think my final word probably has to be fuck John Fisher. Good night, everybody.